You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nam and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice more often than not failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us in our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy's got all the cryvery lists, he's checking them once, he's checking them twice, he's seen there's not a lot of access in sight, the 116th is coming to town. <laughs> if nice dice your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shooting Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay one pound a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Changes Lists Like the Wind, Gosling. Be wary, wary, quiet. We're hunting jumbos. <laughs> and Lee, COVID Mary, Parnell. I am very, very poorly. On, on a scale oh, of one to Riddled, how riddled are you? Um, you can talk about that in a second. I've got to do the intro. Welcome to oh. episode 72, the one where we don't talk about green shirts. COVID Lee, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> green shirts. Is that like, is this like, uh, we don't talk about brown shirts? Is this a similar the wrong Yeah. We don't talk about green shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, man, we're not, uh, we're not going to get away from the damn elephant in the room. It's a Decticon, aren't we? The what? It was a Ferdinand, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> a Ferdinand. <laughs> anyway, tonight we are not talking about a Decticon at all, unfortunately, until. Um, we're going to be talking about instead faces basis, which is about what we've been painting, shoot and scoot, which is about what we've been playing. No, nope, mm. sorry, and news news in the front, which is about what we've been playing. Yes. Um, oh, good, you are sick. I am sick. I'm so so sick. Um, and officer answers where it's we're also, going to um, answer your questions. And <laughs> <laughs> then. Events where you guys be talking about we can be playing Carivery while I'll be talking about what sort of lem sip I'm gonna be drinking. And then we're gonna shoot and scoot. Nice. And so by how sick, a... are you alive? Are you, are we, if you go all quiet, are we gonna to have to be worried? No, to be right, so to be honest, I'm, I'm sort of playing this up a little bit. I, I, I tested positive this morning. I feel the start of a sore throat, but um given the wife tested positive yesterday and now she's a complete mess. I right. can see where I can see which directory I'm heading towards. As it were, is this so. is this the first test you've passed in a long time? You feel quite proud about it. <laughs> it's, it's, I, no, I should, if I if I called it, if I said I'm going to do a shoot and scoot test, I would have actually probably got a negative result then. So, I'm yeah. sure. so how many miners did you get? I'm crap at exams. <laughs> Fine. Miners. How many miners did you get? Yeah. Well, what do you think I am? A Tory MP or something? <laughs> No, like driving test. <laughs> you have minor and mi- major and minor fails. Yeah, like again, do you want to think I'm a Tory MP? Or MP in general, frankly, at that point. Yeah. So let's not be political about it. But um... Wow, no, so... that took a sharp turn right, didn't it? I mean... Or left, you know. Well, or left, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're even it's three those... minutes in, we're already railed. Yeah, it's, it's one of those roundabouts made of roundabouts in East Anglia. <laughs> spread bats all the way down yeah so sponsoring this amazing high quality in-depth content i'd like to say welcome to our new internet famous uh our two new patrons who are actually paying for this absolute nonsense are they from east anglia uh, i don't know maybe okay so we've got danny allen key danny allen um, key that's an awesome name yep so thank you very much danny allen key for um 
you know, your your pledge, a pound a month. It is I so I've got a new microphone. I don't know if you can tell, and Lee's got one too as well. I do, yes. So you can now listen intently to every sniffle, snuffle, yeah. muttered curse. Snuffle paintbrush. Paintbrush noise, yeah. Um, and also, we have another new uh, internet famous. Uh, Scott Mang... I need to say Mankini. Mankini, there you go. Well, it's Mangini, but so Scott Man- Mankini, there we go. Um, but, but Scott Banana Hammock. <laughs> who's who's rocking uh, rocking some lovely uh, bows? Uh, not bows. I was going to say rocking some lo- a lovely set of DC headset in his uh, picture. So I can only assume saving up for the bows. That's an aviation <laughs> thing. A what now? He's got a, he's got a DC Clark David Clark headset. So an aviation headset is wearing, which were the premier headset, and they're very very good. Can't really knock them. And I wore one for nine months when I started off in the, the aviation job and then I got given my Bose A20s which are noise cancelling and the second I put them on I was like ah this is you know yes they cost three times as much but they're about five times better is this noise cancelling headphones this is yeah, a plane thing. thing which oh, is okay. why I'm, right. I'm explaining more for the listener than for you that's fine I just wanted to check which, which one I need to like start listening again yeah it's, yeah probably about five minutes you know okay cool Carry on. My wah, my wah playing. So, thank you very much for Patreon supporters for giving us yep. some money to impre- impress, improve. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, all our patrons will get access to our Discord so you can come chat and waffle away while we're painting, which is always quite fun. Mm-hmm. You also get early access to the podcast. And now we're finally doing it early access to um, our videos and the like. Whoop, whoop. We put our oh, first. Yes. We put up our first sort of um, Patreon exclusive videos. So we had a little bit of insight in the barns. We're talking for our army list, courtesy of Mike doing recording for that one. So thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. And then paying us for the privilege of then listening back to it. So, you know, that's, this is, this is why I'm in BD, you see. Um, <laughs> and also, we then let listeners get an early watch of my T72B unboxing. Is that the first one or the second one? Oh, they got the first. They got the first take exclusively. The second take, um, the, the public eventually got. Oh, the first take's awesome. That, that was my favourite. Oh. I think we should just do it all the time. I I, I showed Tacey that, and she was like, "Oh, wow, that's really good," because she watches a lot of unboxing and ASMR type stuff. And she's like, "Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. really fun." And then the second you, you did, uh, <laughs> dump them out. She was like, "Well, it's descriptive." Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, that's, uh, that's my reaction to that. Well, that's an unboxing video, right? You just unbox yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Just take it out Consider yourself unboxed. Yeah. I mean, anything else is surely a review. We know Battlefront don't like reviews. Don't like reviews. Yeah. Only unboxings. Yeah. Uh, shots fired. Shots fired. Okay. Faces, bases, something and something. Yeah, I, can, so I, can well. hear, I can hear Lee's doing something hobby-wise. I know, but as, as is traditional, we'll, get, we'll we'll start with Duncan, so he can tell us what that, he hasn't been painted. How, yeah, Duncan, oh, no, how many? I've how many? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> how many what? Bassage should be painted. How many what? Bassage infantry. You're not still doing Besides, those? Oh Christ! I've forgotten about them. Um, <laughs> none. But I have painted some jumbos. Nice. For my rivalry list. Excellent. Very nice. Yep. Is this the German jumbo that we don't know about? No, this this was this was the uh, second infantry division. 
So I'll paint some jumbos, which I'm not, now not going to use as traditional. So I'll do the opposite yep. of Eddie. I paint the stuff I don't <laughs> you need. Paint more than you need. <laughs> yeah. Something like average there. out or something. Yeah. <laughs> average, average out. I've painted. Oh, I haven't actually shown you this. I've painted a very nice. What's the um? What's the equivalent? The British equivalent of the grasshopper. Um, the aviation Oster. The Oster. Yes, so one of them. So I had one that I found because you know, as you do. Um, and I forgot about that, so I've painted that up, which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, I've undercoated some P40 Warhawks, ready to lovely. Paint. So I've, I've, for someone who doesn't really like planes. It's quite plain heavy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's um, to say. <laughs> a lot of aviation there, Doug. You're feeling all right. Yeah. Exactly. If, 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 do you know what? Actually, we'll come on to this later, but when I was thinking about my German army, I did think, mm, do you know what this needs? This needs a plane. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be useful. Yeah. But, um, they're too expensive. They're too expensive. They are. So, um, yeah, I've also painted unrelated to Battlefront, adjacent to Battlefront, um, for my Kings of War army, I've painted some of the new GW plastics, the Easy Fit chi- Chain Rasps, I think they're called. Okay. Yes. Um, and I've started using this uh, Gloom, Gloom, Night Haunt Gloom technical paint, okay. which Mike, right. Mike, uh, Mark is right. Contrast paints and high detail models are is just it's just cheating. Cheating, right? It is. Oh my god, it's cheating. Um, I painted some of those, and I was like, I, I painted them with that, then dry brushed mm-hmm. them. Then did a green glaze, like wash, over the weapons, and then went, ah, that's done. I think that's done, right. Yeah. And then I even cheated even further by using sterling mud from a pot for the base. Yeah, straight on. I was like, what is going? This is. All all I could hear was my 14 year old me screaming at me, going, what? Do you know what's really criminal? I spent hours sticking sand to bases. Yeah, do you know what's really criminal? Well, even with the access to all that. Most tournaments have unpainted models in them. I, I think they should. I think you should be able to Rochambeau people for that now. Yeah. I did Just see a post that was like, most tournaments are taking games workshops, three color minimum, that's standard now. It's like, good. Good. <laughs> Why are you moaning about that? Also, I, I because it's, it's, it's hmm. gatekeeping. That's a problem. That's what people say. Oh, it's gatekeeping. It's not. Yeah. Well, no, even if it is. And. <laughs> and. Yeah. yeah. What's your point? And. Some gates need to be kept. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's not War Machine. Christ. <laughs> yeah, the War Machine, they, uh, there's no point painting a War Machine miniature because its ankles would snap and then it would get all chipped up anyway. Exactly. Do you know what the saddest <laughs> tournament I saw, though, at Reading ever was, was Infinity, which is such a shame, oh. but it was all unpainted figures, pretty much. I was like, that's, really? That's such a shame. Yeah. That is awesome because they've got a really nice range of figures. Just... <laughs> I, I know, but I don't think it's one, I think it's one of those things where it's not compulsory. Like, it's not, not compulsory, but I think it's just yeah. not. It's not a, th- a thing to have to have it done. So well, it is a high model count game. You know, you would have to paint like that hundreds of nine models or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever you want to get out of the hobby, but it's no different to saying um, this tournament's only going to use one book and one set of cards. That's gatekeeping, exactly. and that is also oh, a gate that needs to be kept. Oh, you would not be missed, Duncan. No, good. Do you know what? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm content with that. Bye bye. <laughs> So, you painted an American army. Yes. Did you have to paint anything for the German army that you're actually taking? Uh, fortunately, I've got a lot of Germans. Um, 
so no, but I, I mean, I, I was tempted to because I've got all those hetzers that are made, and then I realised I didn't have any painted late war tigers as well. But I got round that, so that was fine. Well, okay, okay. I was going to say, if you need tigers, I got tigers. Oh, I know. I was going to, I was going to actually tap you up, but no, I've gone with panthers in the end because I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring that's the panther. An alpha, back. That's an alpha gaming move right there. It is. It's. Uh, oh, we'll run into it later. But uh, my God, it, 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 it's such a bonerific army. I mean, it really is. When the bold <laughs> panthers come out, when the bold panthers come out, you're gonna walk around going, "I ran panthers before they were cool." Yeah, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull also pull out my pre-painted yag panthers and go, "Huh, use these now." <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Well, Duncan, can you do us a favour? Can you put up some pictures of your um, Kings of War stuff on up on the Break for Assault Plays page? Uh, I could do. Just want to have a look at all this, um, that technical stuff. Yeah, I, I, I will. Because um, I was, I was, I was genuinely amazed. I, I painted. Oh, I painted some also some Myrmidon banshees. So the new James Workshop, apart from the fact they're monopose, which actually really irks me, because <laughs> only because of only because again, I remember I remember a time when the whole point of plastic figures was you could pretty much do what you like with them. They weren't. They were the opposite of monopose. They were many pose. Yeah. Well, I, I remember a time when they were all just monopose, but they were a third the price of the metal, so you did it anyway. Well, exactly. I mean, I, my Doing first box that I bought from Games Workshop was a five pound box of plastic elf spearmen, and it cost me a That's five. That's the one. And they were yep. all in the same pose. Yep. Well, they were. So it's gone full circle. Now these are better monopose, but they're still monopose, and they're they're actually really fiddly to put together because they they there's it's almost like um a Jenga puzzle. Because they go together in a very particular order, and if you don't put them in yeah. that order, they don't go together at all. But when they yeah. do go together, they just slot in, and the gap all the gaps all disappear like some sort of weird, bizarre magic. Yes. Yeah, but if you don't do it in that order, then you end up <laughs> not being able to slot them in because they have yeah. over like over arching overlapping joints. Like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I found that out the hard way. I mean, the chain rafts are actually amazing because they're only two. They're pushed together, so they're push fit ones. They're the easy easy build. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um. They're just they're for a two-piece kit. They're incredible, but not um, not all but, kits are easy build, though, are they? Now, no, no, no. But 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 even for easy build, you're like, this is great, and you get ten separate poses. But the problem is that if you want twenty, you get ten separate poses again. So it's the same ten. There's not. They don't have a multi-part model of the same kit. Is it? That's no. the one kit for that unit. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's the one kit, and the only thing I think you can do is you can change the champion figure out for a normal figure so there's two ways to build one figure yeah Um, but yeah they they are pretty amazing um and then i did i'm sure i assembled something else i assembled the jumbos as well which they're resin and metal kits um but i got very lucky with those a because i've got spare plastic 50 cows yeah so god bless that i also had spare plastic crew god bless that yep um the jumbos themselves were obviously an early casting, so they could fresh. Yeah, exactly. the The tracks didn't need any work; they just lined up. I scored them up with a, a knife and just stuck them together, and they were fine. Okay. There was no gaps, and and no horrible um, build up of like resin flash either. You know where you sometimes yeah. go to fit them on, and you go, "What the hell? That's not even <laughs> yeah. close." It's like the track had fallen out with a hole, and just done, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to you. Um, but yeah, I built them and they were quite nice. And actually, I got the—I actually took my time assembling the aircraft as well, rather than doing what I usually did, which just sort of slap them together. And because they're only—they've got limited metal parts, haven't they? 
yeah. actually take the time to make sure they're all flat and everything. And I think they've come out quite nice. nicely. I, I was wondering, do you think I could paint as well when it, when I do start them? Is there a way to paint them so they look like um, Kitty Hawks and Warhawks? Because they're basically the same aircraft, aren't they? But the markings would be different, I assume. For yeah, the... for RAF versus US. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it wouldn't, like, if I was playing a friendly game, I could use them as Kitty Hawks, for example. Well, I, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the air support was whatever's around. Right, okay. If you think about it, you know, that air support isn't, you know, assigned to your army. It's just... <laughs> the Americans you're... going, no, no, no. We can't yeah, no, 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 sorry. No, um, I think you're fine. You've got round doors on your airplane, not having yeah. it. That's okay, so that's cool. Oh, that. I mean, nice. they're probably less likely to shoot them down if they've got round doors than they are if they've got stars and bars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's Sicily suggests so. <laughs> yeah, I've been work, working my way through that. It's been nice. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Exactly. I've, I've actually done some bits now. Um, it's quite nice. It's quite a nice feeling. I was quite happy with my jumbo when I finished it as well. That's always nice. That sense, that sense you get when you actually finish a model off, and it's just like I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah this is. It's, it's normally it's normally it normally lasts about thirty seconds before I then get in the car and drive to the tournament. Yeah, or you're sticking <laughs> tufts on it at the tournament yeah. itself, or I'm worrying about the deployment. Yeah. <laughs> what mission are we playing? Yeah. I was going to sit back and appreciate this model for the five seconds it takes to take out the out the case. Yeah. <laughs> It's why you spend so much effort on the back of your models, isn't it? Just because we ever see them. Because that's the only bit you actually see. Uh, Lee, what have you been doing, mate? So I have been finishing off my free RT on de- in Tunisia army, mm-hmm. or at least the first tranche of it. I got their um, HQ troop and, the, and a Crusader troop done. So I can now field a formation, like a, a useful formation, like um, you know, a two-tank HQ... Um, two troops of Shermans and a Crusader troop. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty chunky. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's most of my army. It's not like when I did a Grant troop and then I've got a motor a motor formation in, yeah. in yeah. backup. It's going to be literally these guys, maybe a motor platoon, maybe some universal carriers. Yeah, probably not even, so probably not even 25 pounders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be putting the, putting the theory that all that 75 millimeter fire will do the job. So. It's like the old uh, GW cartoon. It's like, las guns do diddly. But when you have a lot of guardsmen, that's a whole lot of diddly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the thing with the Shermans in the mid-war is what's killing them? Yeah. You can, you can really squirly. Well, that's it. But... Some Aventes in my case. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. thanks, Mike. Some Aventes <laughs> killed your Sherman? Yep. Can they, oh, they bailed, what, from the bailed, bailed three of them. And then they got assaulted by the um, infantry standing right next to them. Just capture the platoon of Shermans. Not my finest. Ever. I don't know what to say about that. It does sound like you need some kind of counselling, though. <laughs> Post <Post-traumatic laughs> on the dog with a bassage there. He touched you. Exactly. <laughs> I had so many feathers. <laughs> Kinky French tickler. Yeah. Um, oh, oh God. Um, cool, yeah, mm-hmm. once I got vote getting those out of the way, I am now building up some T seventy two Bs that Battlefront sent me. So, and and how nice is that kit? Like, I know we obviously we've seen the T seventy two before, but the, we've got the bolt on sprue, hasn't it? 
Well, it's a tale of two halves, as they say on your, that football thing you watch. Um, yep. Because one half is the original T72 kit, which is an absolute dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, it really it came down to it was the first of the Team Yankees um, yeah. kits. It had a very troubled production run. If you remember, Team Yankee got delayed twice because the T72 kit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I think in the end, what they got out was just something to get out because. Its main problem is where their um, part joins the sprue is really thick, so it's really hard to, to um, get the parts off without either ch- you know, carving it down or yeah. leaving a massive chunk out the, out the actual um, part. Really? But thankfully, most of that is hidden away by the new the new bit, which is a new upgrade sprue for the T-72B, which gives you a new turret top. <sighs> Um, a new bits that attach to the gla- front glasses plate, top and bottom. Um, new side skirts, which uh, fit so much nicer than the side skirts in the T72A. They got like yeah. a little um, curved locator on the front, so you get a much bigger surface area to glue onto, and it just locks it into place when you're fitting it. Are they better than um, side skirts on broom bars? <laughs> I think everything's better than side skirts and broom bars. It's like <laughs> even in, 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 you're comparing a resin and metal kit where the two but two components do not want to attach with any kind of um, adhesive technology known to man compared to two plastics. But yes, it's um it is much better than a broom bar. Maybe that's what we should do is have like a, an ease of assembly rating. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know, what's the easiest kit you've ever assembled? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it had to be an inverse rating. rating though. So like. A broom bar is five out of five fingers stuck together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like these... these uh, Skin graft trauma time. Plastic um, half-track uh, universal carriers I'm building now. <laughs> oh, well, the ones that just kind of pop together and you go, oh. Yeah. I think, just, I think if I just... They're like just five, cut, five milli broom bars. If I could cut the bits out, <laughs> shove them in the box with a packet of glue, gave it a shake, I could probably just you know, build themselves. <laughs> They'd probably work it out, yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys got this right. Break the laws of empathy, uh, entropy, but you know, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the actual kit's nice. The problem is they've um, haven't changed the cupola. Oh no! Oh god! No! No! Hold on! No! Wait! Brace yourself, Eddie. Brace. Cupola rage. Brace. brace. Yep. Yeah. Like so the cupola is is still wrong. It's wrong. So so wrong. How long has it been wrong for? Well, it's been long since the start. Wrong since the start. I remember no, I, like I, being. Entire threads about why, why is the gun pointing the wrong way? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell me in days how long it had been wrong. <laughs> Dear oh, 329,000, the cupola yeah. is still wrong. Thankfully, it's also a fairly quick, easy fix as long as you've got a sharp scalpel and just like um, rock it under and re glue the actual um, mount. Which, as I was talking, I just literally dropped on the floor. So I, I hand over to Eddie and you know, <laughs> probably hear some shuffling noises as I go down and try and see. <laughs> roots around. Thing. Oh, God. Thankfully, I actually had a good. I had a good clean in the office the other day, so the floor is clear. So I should be it really easy. I wonder what you're going to say then. I had a good rummage. Yeah. I had a good rummage. Then I, then I cleaned the office. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, especially near superglue. God, you don't want to risk that. <laughs> I mean, I've gone to the toilet having, you know, before have chili sauce on my fingers, and you, that's that's something you don't do twice. I tell you that much. Always wash your hands. I, I, I wonder where that story is going. But... Yeah, always wash your hands. No, not for hygiene reasons. The Safety. trick is washing your hands with very liquid rather than soap. Ooh. What, what with super glue or with chilies? The chilies. Chili willies. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it gets rid of that, it gets rid of that burn, which is um yeah. Oh. The part that I thank you for. What about your tongue? Can you use can you use it for your tongue? <laughs> yeah. I mean if, yes. <laughs> if the need arises, if it's that bad. Hey, I've seen Dumb and Dumber. He puts the fire out in his mouth with mustard. Surely it's got to be better than that. Surprises it. Yeah. So finally, on to Edward Turner. Edward. Well, at first, what have you I been thought, paying? At first, I thought I hadn't done a lot. Then I realised that actually, I built a monster truck for my Nick oh Wonder game. Yep. And painted that up with you know fake razor wire on the front of it and everything. Um, I painted a hive scummer to go with my Necromunder for little bounty hunter game that we did. So it's like a 28 mil figure. Is that what he's actually called? A hive scummer? Yeah. So it's it's basically a hired gun who isn't a bounty hunter. It's just a Oh, a yeah. They used to be called scum. Yeah. Are they now called scummers? It might be hive scum. I, oh, I was going to say, I, I, want, I was hoping they'd done it for copyright reasons. That was all. That'd be hilarious. No, yeah. no, no. We've copyrighted the term scummer. Exactly. <laughs> never been to the north, have you? Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, I've done those. And then I went to the, um, what what a tanker game, didn't I? And you guys didn't. Yeah. I, 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 well, I, whenever you're saying these things, all I've got in my head now is like song titles. It's like you're opening lyrics to songs. <laughs> I went to the gay bar, gay bar. Um, yeah, you um, went to the what a tanker game, you did. Yeah, and so I actually assembled and painted. So I assembled it in a lunchtime and painted it in the evening. Uh, Rubicon twenty eight mil Stug. Um, oh, was that in a day? Yeah, that was all in a day. Oh my god! Um, and at the same time, I did the Stug, and I also I had an M four Sherman that was just olive drab, but I, so I weathered and decaled that because I didn't know what we had. I went to make sure we had, like, you know, at least an allied or Axis tank to go with it. So I've done two 28mm tanks. And then um, for our barn game, for the Bacage, I uh, painted up five Schwimmwagens. So I've actually done quite a bit of building and painting. Yeah. I didn't realise they were brand new, your Schwimmwagens. They were brand new just for that evening. And you looked at them and went, oh, nice, Schwimmwagens. All right, carry on. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I'd have made more of a fuss if I'd have known. <laughs> but that that's good though because we've got we've got more Schwimmwagens coming Schwimmwagen is the secret new... is it? oh Schwimmwagen Schwim is the new meta yeah six points of well no eight points why is it three points for a command stand um, <laughs> for god's sake uh, that's um, nine points Duncan nine points yeah nine points <laughs> so yeah they were very useful in that game uh, where they moved, they? Dashed, dashed once. There was no rivers on the board for a start. They dashed once and then became infantry. And in the second game, I didn't even deploy them because it's better. It was too, more tactically sound to just deploy the tank to stand as infantry. <laughs> but yeah, I've I mean, got five five stream wagons painted. There's usually two things you oh can rely God. on Mike having set up on the table. So it's a train track and a river, right? So I yeah. can see the logic of having them there. <laughs> I, even when I requested a river, he just didn't put one down out of spite. I think. <laughs> well, um, no, was it was it on a snowboard? Was it actually just a frozen river? That would have been really spiteful. There is a river there. <laughs> there is a river there. <laughs> I, it's just he frozen. Pushes, pushes his glasses up his nose. I think you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then now, so today is Wednesday. Uh, I'm driving up to Daventry 
Friday night. Um, and yesterday I built most of the tanks for my army. Uh, I am at work tomorrow and Friday, so it's going to be a, 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 a couple of long nights, or a long night tomorrow night, I think, to uh, get this uh, list actually built and painted. Oh, God. How much have you actually got then? So what have you, run through what you've got to assemble and paint. Uh, right. So assembly now in front of me, I've got nine universal carriers. Okay. Uh, of which I've done seven, so I've got three more. Are you, are you more. doing crew, or are you cheating? I'm going to have to do crew, yeah. Yeah, well, that's paint, the right I'll, answer. I'll yeah. paint the crew separately on the sprue. Obvi- yeah, obviously. And then yep. just pop mm-hmm. them in. Um, I've still got to build the four six-pounders. Uh, I've still got to build the four 17-pounders. And I've still got to build the two platoons of French infantry. Oh, uh, yeah, building them's not the problem. Yeah. Painting then, them's going to be the problem, because they aren't they resistance? Yeah, none of it's painted. So they're not going to be in uniform, are they? Contrast. Nope. Yup. Oh, I don't know uh, about that. Contrast is going to save you. So uh, all the tanks are obviously British green, and then the tracks and wheels shouldn't take too long to get them looking, and the yeah, dry brush over the top. I mean, that'll... For, for God's sake, please don't do the thing you always do, which is slap a load of stuff on and then get disappointed with how it's come out. What do you mean? Because you've done that before. You said, oh, I, I was disappointed because when I looked at my stuff, I, I went back to it and went, oh, I could have done that so much better. And now I don't want fin- to like spend the time to actually finish them up to actually get them to a decent standard. Well, I, I am don't actually going to have to do that for these because this is my ETC. Yeah, no, no, I know. So. I'm not saying don't, don't oh, no, no. get into a standard, but don't get disheartened. I mean, by the time you come oh, totally. back around to it. No, well, you I have won't. Done it's, that it's, it's, yeah, I have done that before, but then it's because the things I don't think I've ever had. I've never used this, those models afterwards. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, so the other thing you by the shiny say, new thing. Yeah, you always promise yourself you're going to come back around to them, and you, yeah. you do, mm-hmm. but you don't come around to them fast enough. No, exactly. Whereas these ones, because I've got to keep playing, because I've got the um, ETC event, I will. They're you know they'll be tabletop ready for this event. And then I'll get them finished off before the actual ETC. Okay. But what I've, what I am paranoid about is ruining them now in a rush to get them yeah. done. Well, what do you need? Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know, I mean, um, the delightful Mr. Wilmont has already offered to borrow, yeah. for me to lend any models. Well, then I, I would suggest that you don't, don't panic about it. If you no, can borrow them, do borrow them. Yeah, yeah, but mm, are, are you? Feels well, like it's you a point, point of hobby pride, and also it's good content, isn't it, for me to have a mental breakdown painting? <laughs> this is a, a blade E4. We're not trying to get like. Uh... I was going to say, it's not Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Push someone over the edge. <laughs> Dear 17, Fez has completely lost the plot. <laughs> He's gone postal and he's painted his figures powders? with human feces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you like my mud effect? Yes. Mud. Mud. Yes. Yeah, mud. That's what we'll call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Fulgrim. Jeez. Yeah. What? Fulgrim, yeah. I'm redecorating the interior design. Oh, I'd love to see that. Can you imagine that on, like, um, what's that thing with Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen? 
<laughs> Welcome to the Misericordia. Uh, this is Fulcrum's, flag- Fulcrum's flagship. All right, cool. What the hell is that? <laughs> 40k through the keyhole. Who yeah. would live in a battle barge like this? Exactly. I think I think uh, Fulgrim would have more of a more of a glory hole than a keyhole. But <laughs> well, I, we can imagine Night Haunter. God, <laughs> the Night Lord stuff as well. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of flayed skin here. Um, <laughs> oh, that was there we moved in. <laughs> yeah. What, what about what about um, what about that? What do you mean that? What, what, what about you know? <laughs> what about um? Oh, I can't remember. Salam- What's the Salamander's Primark? Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah. Why is Vulcan like, just chained up in a corner? Uh, no reason. I like, I like hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Thing. Oh, hey, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> just... That's a 40k nerd joke right there. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. As we speak, Darren is having to furiously Google all of this and read about 15 pages of the 40k Wikipedia to work out the entire backstory of the Horus Heresy yep. to understand anything we're just saying about. You won't be disappointed. Well, you will be disappointed. It's pretty good. You'll be very disappointed because yeah, most just, of it's dross. Just, just make sure you read the novel Abyss. Uh, was it called? No. Oh, the Battle for the Abyss. Yeah, read no. that. One. That's glorious. Oh God. It's, that is that, the biggest spiteful. Yeah, it's the biggest retcon ever. They might as well have just put it at the end, and they all woke up, and it was just a dream. <laughs> they were in the shower. Yeah, that's right. As, as the storyline progressed, nope. Good. Right. Nope. Excellent. Excellent. That was a waste of everyone's time. Cheers. No, I'll never get that back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Two stars. Um, adequate. Two stars. Adequate. <laughs> so what have you actually played then? Uh, I played a game. You played a game. You we'll played play many games. games. I yeah, played. We all played games. Four games. Oh my god. We'll start with you. We'll start with you then, Eddie. All oh, right. So I played. Uh, obviously played Necromunda. With the gang hunter thing, which is good fun. Uh, played a. How are uh, you getting on with the modern Necromunda? I I love it. Do you? Yeah, because the guys I range? play with. Well, the guys I play with are, are very much just like the barn mentality. Hmm. There's a couple of people who are very finicky about stuff, and then everyone else just starts shouting at them when they get too competitive. It's hilarious. <laughs> is um, it is it 3D terrain, or is it just so 2D you have terrain? options? Okay. So, Options are good. Yeah, so so the last campaign we've been doing has just been the corridors, which makes it intensely um, claustrophobic, mm. and frag grenades are absolutely deadly, or any oh. grenades are deadly because it yeah. scatters into the wall and then stops. This yeah. so this is like so Mortalis for Horus Heresy, yeah, right? Where you're playing exactly. on like a yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so it, and that because it's so condensed. And we only had pistols. It made it a real, you know, bloodfest. So it was essentially pistols are kind of useless. It was all about grenades and close combat weapons, right? Um, which, when I had my ganger champion sorted out with a, um, a chainsaw and a displacer field, and called him Lucky Johnny, because uh, <laughs> displacer Johnny. field, well, displacer field gives you a four up save. Yeah, um, scatter. Which, which you then scatter. And the first game I, he ever went into battle with his displacer field, I made seven four-up saves in a row. Right. And it ended up just being him versus the entire enemy gang. But every time right. they shot him, he just went, disappeared. <laughs> um, oh so Lucky Johnny's a bit of a combat beast. 
um, yeah, so no, that I, I like really a like brand it. Of, that does sound like a brand of, you know, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it does. The Pope, the Pope would not approve. Well, no, no exactly. because I mean, the thing is, you do that and it's all very well, but you fail the first four up save and then he gets dropped and it's still brutal. You know, it's 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 great whilst it works, and then when it doesn't, you're still on the ground rolling around. It's proper necromunda. Um, it takes a while to get used to it because the layout isn't great in the rule books. So when you when I first came to it, I was a bit overwhelmed by like, oh, that's in the gang book, that's in the rule book, that's over here, hmm. um, and like you need a good. Um, I think they call it an arbitrator, like basically a, the guy running the campaign. I'll buy these. Like, uh, yeah, arbiter. Arbiter, yeah, like we're using this rules and we're using this, you know, we're using that, but we're not doing, not doing that. No, just to basically strim down, you know, and, and they can they can generally stop the the nonsense that comes through, um, because you know, like most like most games that yeah, like most games workshop stuff, it isn't. There is the option, especially in campaign modes, for stuff to get run away, but now yes. there's also enough missions that let you hit multiple gangs against that one guy so you can kind of balance it that way as well and you go right this gang is good is three times as good let's see it take on three times the number of gangs um you know in a grudge match type thing so there's lots of bits and pieces like that i'm really enjoying it the models are fantastic um they excited for the new ash waste book that's coming out or the expansion do you mean mad max expansion no, it's Gorka Morka. Mm, is it? But less green. Well, I'm very tempted just to take a load of um to do basically the old uh, diggers and have a have a gang that paints themselves green. <laughs> Cause they all think they're orcs. <laughs> well no, that's that's we... very orky though, because you know, if you believe it, exactly. it works. So it works. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the mentality of it, I think. I yeah, yeah. Cool. So um yeah, no, I'm excited. It's it's good. It's a good little game system like most things as it's foibles but the, the the guys i play with just kind of ignore that and run through so the next one we are doing with 3d terrain um because uh we're being a bit hipster actually because we went to the ash wastes even before they said they were going to do an ash waste campaign so okay. we're doing a, an ash waste we're on the outskirts of the hive we're not in the deep ash wastes but we've just been outlawed so we're going to be off out doing our own thing um, I will say my... now, but this place I feel will, will now start being more of a liability now with the 3D Terragers. Yep. I'm safe! I'm also massively over the abyss. Ah! Yeah, I mean, the other thing, also, the, the other scary thing was the board edge as well. If you went off the board edge, yeah. you were out, out of the battle. Um, so you had to kind of keep them in the middle. But um, yeah, 3D Train, Desert Waste, really good. Uh, then we played the games in the barn, the Bacar. No, I played, you know, I played the yep. bolt action game. Um, not bolt action. What, what a tanker! What a tanker! Yeah. Um, with the guys, with my brand new painted Stug running alongside two of um, Nathan's Stugs that he lent me. So the platoon of three Stugs for the Stug life. And uh, <laughs> new models in new painted models in models in Did it appear? Uh, so my new painted Stug didn't get shot and kill. Well, every time it got shot, it made it save. And it killed an M10, a Cromwell, a Churchill, and was also about to take out the very last uh, Sherman oh Firefly. <laughs> it it just munched. It went absolutely full on Leroy Jenkins. 
So I basically <laughs> had half the game where I didn't really do anything. And then all of a sudden, the dice went hot just for that one stug. The other two stugs got blown up. But my one freshly painted stug just went absolute. There was a bit where it's, it was face to face with the Cromwell that had come around the corner. And I got enough right. dice for it to drive entirely around into his rear arc and then shoot him at point blank range. <laughs> Which, and then reload as well. So the next turn, he went and killed the Cromwell, uh, the Churchill. So. Oh my God. It was one of those. Yeah, it was a long game because obviously what a tanker is because you get some turns where you just don't do anything, don't do anything. But then when it started flying, it was it was quite hilarious. Plus, you guys are playing like whole platoons of tanks, which is good. Yeah, yeah, we had a platoon of tanks each, which was awesome. But I mean, this is all twenty-eight millimeter, and it looked, twenty-eight the, mil, the photos 28 mil, fantastic. Twenty-eight mil bocage on a twenty-foot board, it was incredible. Um, <laughs> and, and for that, it worked, you know, because I don't think you'd get anywhere near as good a game using a different system. But you do have to go. Sometimes I'm not going to be able to do anything. All right, next. Mm. Yeah, see, so playing with one tank. Mm. Well, you take three. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fine. Um, then we had the barn games. Back in the bocage, but this time for Flames of War. The thing this podcast is supposed to be about. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the point, yeah. As I keep saying, it's Flames of War and Team Yankee and anything else that catches our interest. And yeah. Um, so the bocage holds a dear place in my heart because Villa's Bookage was my very, very first Flames of War book um, that I bought from Hobbycraft in Woking, mm-hmm. which was the only place I knew that stocked Flames of War back then. Um, so it was fun to actually finally run Whitman. So I took, I was the baddies, <laughs> um, and I took a, an SS Tiger list. Um, Not just the baddies, but the baddies. The baddies, like yeah. underlined capital B. Um, so I had Whit- my, uh, Whitman is the platoon commander, sorry, company commander, two platoons of two tigers, um, and then I took the armoured two centimetre half tracks as an extra throwaway formation building platoon. Um, a hide somewhere. Hide so. somewhere. And then in support, I took five, the recce, um, recce platoon with the Shrimbargan upgrade from Bagration. Mm-hmm. Because I mistakenly thought that the card was in SS, but it's not. It's only Bagration. So it's a Bagration support recce platoon with the upgrade. And I also thought that they actually had, you know, Spearhead and Scout, which they don't. So No, that's so... It's I a recce thought... platoon that doesn't have Scout. <laughs> um, but I go to the Panzerfaust anyway. So they're, like, they're Panzerfaust MG teams. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, they have Spearhead though, don't they? No, they don't. No, no they've got nothing. Right. They, nothing. They're in their pants. It's they are. They are just a grenade. Yeah, it's weird. And then um, on top of that, I my logic was it's going to be a small board. Stuff's going to be crammed together. I don't really want to be moving because I'm going to be all German and sneaky and hiding. So if I have nebs, then actually, if I can get them ranged in, I can do a lot of damage. Mm. Um, so I took nebs with the Panzer three Observer, so I could try and get a range in if I were, <laughs> didn't start somewhere. Um, and then for, for giggles, I took the old Minefield card, which I think every time I run a D-Day SS list, that's going to be in my, 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 my pack. Is that the one that might be a Minefield if you roll correctly or incorrectly? So you get five tokens. Yeah. You give two to your opponent... 
you get to, and you alternate putting them down. You get to put mm-hmm. the first one down, and it goes anywhere on the board. So you put them down before you put down objectives. Yeah. And you put them down anywhere that isn't in your opponent's deployment area. It can be your deployment zone. Can be your own deployment zone. So generally, you're going to be putting them down in no man's land, trying to stem your opponent's advance. Your opponent will be putting them in your deployment area, trying to mess up your deployment. Then you put the objectives down. And these minefields are just tokens until you a team moves within two inches of it, at which point you roll a dice, or a four, five, or a six, it's a dud and the token's removed, or a one, two, or a three, it's a minefield. That's better than a normal minefield. Yeah, because you don't even know it's genuine. Correct. It's doing the same job. Yep. Um, and it's hilarious. <laughs> what happens if you've also got a mission with mines? You get the mines and you... the old minefields? Yes. Correct. So you just get them... <laughs> God, and my idea, a billion tokens. The, the way the list worked in my head was would be a billion tokens on the board. I, you know, no one's going to be moving anywhere, and I'll just neb the crap out of them and shoot the ones that do come close enough. And what so, happened in reality? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't range in the nebs for a line of sight because there's that much bocage. Yeah. Um, in one of the games, all three of the minefields I put down were duds. The ones that were live were in my own deployment area. <laughs> um, yeah. Which then, surprisingly, actually still killed a Firefly. Oh, I'll tell you what, that might be a nice combo with the Pioneer Company card, where you get to move through minefields on a 2+. plus. Just dig, dig them out. Well, you just don't need to dig them out. You can just move through it and go, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't need to get rid of the token. You can just move through it. So, um, no, and it kind of worked. And Whitman's amazing. So he's 12 points. Hold on. So he's... Can, can... Can we just be careful because someone might clip that audio? I'm just, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be me that clips <laughs> just... it. It's a problem. Yeah, I turn it to a rap song. <laughs> Whitman's amazing. Yeah, you framed yourself. <laughs> the Who secret framed ingredient. Eddie Turner? <laughs> the secret ingredient, kids, is fascism. No, it's not. That's stupid. Um... I was going to say, is that a secret? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it's very open. In, in the game context, because context is everything, of Flames of War, Whitman... The Whitman command card is a lot of fun because he, you get him in ambush. That, well, you get his HQ platoon. So I'm thinking about actually swapping it out and seeing if I can get a platoon of two in the HQ. Because then you get two tigers that go into ambush in addition to any other ambushes you have. Whitman and friend. It's rate. His tank is rate of fire three stationary, rate of fire two on the move, and rerolls misses with the main gun. And he's still Crazy. a German, so he's still blitz on a three? Three up, yeah. yeah. Rebounds on the two. Last stands on the two, not that it matters for him. But it, yeah. And he's in a tiger with a two-up cross and a 10-inch tactical move. So you're doing a 10-inch tactical move through Brocage, crossing it on a two-plus to shoot two shots with a re-roll at whatever is there. But how many points is he? Well, the Tiger's 13 points, I think, and then the, his card's 12, so that's 25 <laughs> points of HQ. <laughs> My God. 25 but points. it turns it into a mini-game, because everyone wants to... It's, it's funny, because you play against the Allies players, and everyone wants to be the one who kills Whitman. <laughs> so they start chasing him around the board. Um... And you know he's brutal. The first the first game he took out a platoon, a full platoon of four M10s by himself. I thought you were going to say soft skins then. Yeah. 
Um, he did. He <laughs> did obliterate well. one little um, Crusader AA. I felt particularly bad for. <laughs> just, just hammered it three times. Just right? yeah, take, take that off. Um, still counts as a kill. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Whitman rules. Still, That's what that still is. Still counts as one. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, pal. Still counts as one. What? <laughs> um, so it's a fun little list. I think he would be at, he'd be quite brutal when anything a bit of a bit of a bigger board. Um, although I have gone through the British D-Day command cards today and seen the Joe Atkins um, Firefly upgrade, so I do want to do a game where it's Whitman versus Joe Atkins and see what happens. Well, how many points is Joe? He's like three. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I mean. Because he it won't just it won't just be Joe versus well, Whitman. Be Joe plus friends. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Joe plus friends is is what yeah. actually yeah historically accurate in that respect. Joe plus friends. So Joe's Joe's card is his Firefly rerolls misses. Um, and also doesn't give the benefit of long range armor boost. So basically, it always counts. You never get so the plus like one. Heat. Yeah, it's heat. So it's basically, you know, heat with a reroll when you misses for your fight. So Joe's going to bring the heat. Joe is bringing the heat, which I think is quite cool. Mm, so that means he's just cool. 80 14 all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. With the reroll. It's, it's like that meme. Who's, who's going to win? SS tank case or some shoemaker. Yep. <laughs> yep. What happened? Money's on the shoemaker. Yep. And the SS tank case threw himself 30 feet in the air and spread himself all over the field. So... Proof everyone keeps making their, uh, their Whitman kit wrong. It's like the picture of the tiger with its turret away, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boop. Oh, off he goes. You have chosen poorly. You have chosen the plate. Why is there a plate in that scene? <laughs> Telling my friends about yeah. that. Who like... <laughs> chooses the plate? <laughs> I found the cup of a carpenter, but you've chosen the plate. Are you an idiot? If it's even more funny to imagine Jesus actually drinking out from the plate at the party. I, I think it's still like... a troll. I think it's absolutely a troll. He's gone. They'll never work this out. That's why I can't find it. <laughs> I think it's, I think Jesus is basically copying my my four year old getting the gravy off the roast dinner by lifting the plate and slurping <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah, just... Drinking tea like compo from last the summer wine. There you go. There's a there's a pop culture oh. reference for Darren. Or maybe maybe Pilot just forgot to order some cups in for the, the last dinner. God damn it, Pontus! The last dinner, the last supper. Wherever it is, oh boy. Know. Yeah, welcome to the last dinner. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette with one of those fancy like ivory handled holders. Oh, hello. <laughs> Do pull up a stool. <laughs> Uh, so what have you oh, been playing then? Um, yeah, well, sorry, Bokaj games very quickly. Um, so the first one was against... My name, why is my brain not working? Mike? At the bar. Mike uh, South? You played that one, that second, wasn't it? That was the second one. Yeah, because I played Mike South Seb? in the first one. Seb, the really beautifully painted uh, Americans. <laughs> I wonder where that was going then. We ended up slugging out over the middle of the board, and the second game was against Mike, um, doing the same mission on the same board. Because uh, that's what we ended up rolling and playing on. Was was that the one that? What was that one? They had a cool name. So the first, yeah, the uh, meat um, meat grinder. That's it, meat grinder. But yeah, the first one, Seb and I traded pretty well. I kind of was feeling I had the upper hand, but then he managed to um, put enough bodies in between me and the objective, and then get a lucky peer kill on the tiger that was contesting as well as the infantry and then drove the infantry off. 
Lucky as in um, the card lucky or just lucky? No, as no, in just, just, just like he killed one of the tigers okay. and it happened to be the one that was within four. Because mm-hmm. um, right. on, gotcha. on that mission, you have an objective in your deployment, one in the center of the board, an objective in the enemy's deployment, and they go live on turn six, but you have to capture two of the three. Right. So you end up having to push forward to win the game. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one you're saying. That, that was a bit of a... Not I loved it. It's wacky, great. But it's different. Yeah, it's very yeah, yeah, different. It's really cool. Cause you can either just fight over the middle one or flank around the side because it's backage and hammer the objective in their deployment. Um, and then in the second game against Mike, he was just utterly ruthlessly aggressive with everything. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, just swarming forward. Um, I managed to get to the, obje- the building with the objective in the middle first all fully prepared to hunker down. And he just ran in there with a Tommy gun and shot me off it. Assaulted me. <laughs> just pushed me back. Um, what was that end- Just um, infantry? Just infantry, yeah. Because you know, I had my five stands in there, but I followed. I had to follow me into the building and the platoon went, no, it's all right. So the platoon was kind of standing outside with the HQ in the building. <laughs> and then he went, oh, went, back. He yes. went hell for leather forward, which I wasn't quite expecting. And then went hell for leather into the assault and just drove back the command stand. And everybody else went, oh, okay, I guess we'll fall back. Um, and then we just kind of meat grinded each other to bits. And we, we called that one a draw because it was just, you know, with enough turns, the nebs maybe would have dug him out. But at the same time, it's, it was just going to take for too long, and we we kind of blunted each other by that point. Right, but great games, really good games. It's fun to actually play the games from the uh, the books, like we keep saying. From the what, play the missions. Yeah, play the missions. What about you, Dunk? Uh, I I played uh, one game against Mike with my list for Corrivery that's now not for Corrivery. <laughs> so you do that actual, my warm up. Were you doing actual practice? <laughs> yeah. Is that, list isn't, that using? isn't that cheating? Oh, is, you, you're not using the list, and that's why it's no, not exactly. cheating. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's so, an attempt to try and do that, and it um, then fate has conspired against it. Yes. Well, it wasn't fate. I've conspired against myself, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that it was quite interesting. It was the uh, Indian head uh, infantry with some uh, some friends against uh, German pa- Panzer Grenadiers. Uh, I, I convinced Mike to take Brimbars. And I, I, my love for the Brimbar only grows stronger. It's it's glorious. It actually ate its way through an entire platoon of infantry. The problem is that it doesn't get its points back. No. So, it's quite here, but you, this is this, this wasn't a Bokash game, was it? This is actual proper um, six by this four. Is a six by four, this, proper yeah. proper game, hundred points. Um, I I learned uh, that you can blitz and fire a barrage. You can. You lose your ranged in, but you can yep. blitz and fire a barrage if you are a tank artillery team, not if you yep. are a gun team. Phil Yates. Yes. <laughs> but that that makes the, you know, that's quite handy for the Brumbars because uh, they are tank teams. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they just blitz forward and went, oh, we could direct fire and hit maybe three infantry, or we can fire a barrage and fire and hit nine infantry. Oh. And, me- and mess up everyone's day. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, the, the, once they're ranged in, the fact that you're re-rolling saves and then the fire power is like a two plus, it's just, yeah. it's just yeah. obnoxious. It's very so, nasty. Yes, they killed like 11 points of infantry and they cost 21 points. So I, I do love them. They're just, they're fantastic. Uh, fantastically awful. They're going to go brilliantly with my stream wagons. Um, yes. For for all the pointlessness, um, but he had yeah. The, I mean, 
everything else was fine. We had Panzer Fours, Panzer Fours against uh, Shermans, the Shermans with the Jumbo and the two seventy sixes wins. Um, the infantry versus infantry is pretty even. I, I worked out that I do need to include some longer ranged um, support for the Indian head stuff because being all submachine gun armed is great. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's great on the on the offensive. However, if you want to try and be defensive, you have no way of reaching out at all. So 30 cows are your friend. Exactly. You need the two 30 cows. You need to take both of them. In fact, I'm toying with the idea, even though they're two points a pop, of putting HMGs in there now as well. Do you what, have as to well have as both platoons yeah. with SMGs? I had all of the platoons with SMGs. Yeah, but do you have to? Can you not no, have... no, no, no. You pay... Well, this is, the, this is the argument. I don't know, because it goes back to the rules thing. It says you pay per platoon, but it doesn't right. you have to. So I'm assuming that you do. As in, uh, okay. you can't partially upgrade a unit. It's not like... Or does it say this... may or must? Oh, God. I don't know. I'll have to have a look be. now. It's my work. Okay. In, the old, in the old rules, you used to have to swap out everyone for SMGs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you certainly have in, to... In a, in, a, in a platoon, but, but the, the, um, platoons in the company could be differently equipped. That's what I'm yeah. asking. The, the, the issue comes where other cards have got things like, um, like for example, 116th, just as an example. Um, that... You have you pay per grenadier platoon in the formation. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a look now because there's two cards for the second Indian head. Here we go. Uh, all in one guarantees. Yeah, so you do have to do it. I mean, in in not not I, I get the cut the in the platoon, but in the company, can you not uh, have one just... platoon of SMGs and one platoon? Oh, it of... does. No, it actually says all in one guarantees in this unit have the following characteristics. And it applies to the unit. Total cards. Yeah, so you, you don't have to do it for every every unit in the company, but um... so you could have one one platoon of rifles, rifle MG, yeah. and one platoon of SMGs. You could, but that's far too tactical for you, so you won't. Well, it wouldn't look right. The figures aren't. They don't, they don't have those figures. They're not the Indian head figures have got the SMGs, and that's what they'll have. But also, I like the I like the flexibility because the SMG gives you a better assault as well. So it gives you yeah. a three up to assault. So if you include those assets that give you longer range capabilities, okay, that's quite a nice little trade off, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're they're cool. Um, yeah, the the jumbo proved its worth by just going. Oh, you've got a seventy five mil, have you? Yeah, I'll take one of those hits. I'm a jumbo, uh, short and stout. I yeah. don't care what your AT is about. The other, the other thing is, I like the, I liked the combination of having the mixed platoon, so having the jumbos, and then I had only had two seventy six and then two standard Shermans, being able to bounce hits off the seventy sixes onto standard Shermans and still having smoke on the standard Shermans and things like that. Yeah. I think they're worth having. Um, yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, I took the three inch anti tank guns. Uh, they did nothing. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Didn't do a single thing, but they did stop uh, any advance down one side of the table. Well, oh, I should have said what? what? Oh, sorry, go on. Then. I just say again, in that case, job accomplished. That's what they know. It should be about Aaron. Exactly. 12, 12 points just going. Yeah, that's fine. I can't remember what um, scenario it was now, but it was one playing the length of the table. Yeah. And I can't think where it was for the life of me, but there was a big church in the middle, and that that proved problematic just because um, I couldn't. Be mutually supporting, yeah. Um, but also, I've come to like priests as well, and I don't mean they're in pretty you know, good. 
I mean, the the uh, 105 mil, uh, yeah, art- artillery, artillery piece. piece. Um, and they're they're pretty handy. They're, 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 I was talking to Martin a little bit about this. The problem is they are over overcosted for what they are. However, yes. there's undercosted stuff in the U.S. Army, which means that you can you don't feel bad about out. paying through the nose. Yeah, yeah exactly. You kind of you going, can afford well, it. Exactly. So um, they're quite a nice combo because again, I don't know why, but the bulge, um, the bulge little mortars, sixty mil mortars have got smoke, whereas the D-Day ones don't. Well, I think we talked right. about this before. But yeah. um, so you can take two sixty mil mortars and not feel terrible, and then take priests, and that's like twelve points for artillery, and it gives you three pretty decent templates, three nice. lots of smoke, two of them are in formation, one can't ever be pinned. So it's you know, and, and that that time on target with the priest is just brutal when it comes in. Yeah, I, I, I had it in my, in my game less Nathan. I got hit by time on target a couple of times, and it's yeah, it's it's unpleasant, especially when you're hitting things like eighty eight. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I quite enjoyed that. I, I, they'll be coming again. I think the the Indian head is better from the bulge book, unfortunately, than it is from the D Day book. Just because the infantry is that little bit better, because it's the downside. Is, it, yeah, it's just the fact that it's it's got a, a last stand that doesn't really matter. Because right. by the time you take, because they're, they're such big units, by the time you take in like twelve casualties or whatever it is that you need to for a full size unit, <laughs> you, you, you oh now I'm rolling on a five plus to stay around with my two stands. Oh well, mm-hmm. they've kind of done their job. Um, so I, I don't mind the fact that there's you know, their um, last stand's a bit rubbish um, because they've also got that force to hit. Yeah. And that's, that's probably... I think that the, the... Yeah, the stats are slightly more advantageous for the battle-weary company than they are for just the two D-Day ones. Being aggressive is a bit of a pain in the arse. And Super quick question. Only because the glue is drying now. Uh-oh. 17 pounders have the most almighty spade... Um, recoil plates yes do we think they would have been dug in basically at the moment if you lay it flat the gun's kind of naturally pointed downwards so I'm wondering about pointing downwards yeah because it's obviously supposed to be in the earth to stop the gun from flying backwards right yes yes but at the moment obviously they're modelled as if the whole thing is above ground do I cut them down before I put them on the base? Yes, yeah, so those they would dig they would dig in. So if you go do if you either you build it up with like modeling putty and the like. Or I just cut a couple of mil off the end of the Yeah. Alright, doing that. I'm having a look now. I can't, can't visualise. I've cut it. Oh well, on the back bits. Yeah. yeah the actual spades, the actual Yeah, trail. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I my I didn't do that with mine because mine's on um streets. Yes. Whereas mine's so gonna be on streets. Which makes, and the reason it's important sense. to do it now is because I'm gluing the barrel in. I didn't want the barrel pointed up at the sky. Well, it's an anti-aircraft gun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's dual purpose. It's not, an, it's not an eighty-eight, is it? It could be. It could might be. want to be. Might as well be. Yeah. Don't you be shaming it. it can be whatever it wants to be. Identity politics of a seventeen-pounder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, that's you're nice. welcome. Will Common, BM for new. Oh god, they look so cool though. 
size of it. Pardon? This week, I have mainly been eating panthers. <laughs> Cop for that. Our um, American tank crew, just the same colour as their riflemen. Yeah. So they're khaki jackets, or yeah. are they US field drab? Uh, khaki jackets. Khaki. Khaki. Khaki Sorry, jackets, at... however, mine as like my tanker's jacket is really faded. No, I just wonder because I was I was looking in my F- Colours of War book and it doesn't have the crew in there for some reason. I think because um, the crew aren't really aren't any different. It probably says that somewhere, but that would involve reading, not just looking at pretty pictures. Pretty pictures. <laughs> uh, so you play, do you play this one game then, do you, Duncan? Uh, just the one, yep. Just the one just game, the one and, then game I he- and then I heckled. <laughs> Which is far this more is fun way. than playing. Yeah. Did, did it keep you warmer? No, cold. God, no, it was cold. I did also break my foot on that bloody fence post that was outside the, the barn door. That is, uh, yeah, that's a hazard of the job. That really hurt. <laughs> I'm just saying it really hurt. I don't expect any sympathy. You won't get any. No, I know, that's why I don't expect any. It's like it's moved. It's been there for quite a while. <laughs> yep, all right. It's dark. It's not turned up enough. My bladder was horribly full. I don't know what to tell you. Lee, what have you been playing? Um, well, like, like you guys, I was um, main, I was mainly the barn games, playing the blockage. So my first, so I was using the German force I would likely use for um, warfare. Ooh, fun! Ooh, which okay. was. Um, in a staggering break from the meta 116th Panzer Grenadier. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Yes. Sell out with me tonight. Sell out. But I was trying to do an historically correct 116th, which was fine, except for the source I looked at must have been wrong because another source said we didn't actually have tigers um, <laughs> operating with them. So I might have to go back and revise that list and go back to um, Panthers, here Panthers instead of tigers. Here okay. Panthers, Panther, Panther. Yeah, but um, two pack, two tigers really fit in the, in the two pack. Yeah, two tigers were really fun in the blockage because it sort of rolled around being annoying. Five were even more fun. Yes, but um, in my so my first game was versus Mike Self, mm-hmm. who is really getting back in the swing of things with Flames of War. Um, he normally plays County London Um but he was convinced to at least have some infantry in his list for the Bokash games because <laughs> yeah, obviously running around with Cromwells and that. But he had, he had a, a cut-down Cromwell formation and a cut-down rifle formation to make up the oh, list. Cool. The Cromwells, yeah. I do like the Cromwells. They look so cool. They oh, they're like tank. Yeah. Um, and the first mission we played well, was um, the O, o mission, with the O briefing, where basically you set up in the centre, brew up as it's called. Brew yes. up, that's it. Yeah. You, you, your defender sets up in the centre with 40% of air force, not 60, 40. The attacker then has a random deployment in the corners with 40% of air force. Both sides are delayed scattered reserves and the defender starts pinned and bailed. Yeah. So everyone's out making a cup of tea. Pinned and bailed? I yeah. know. So in, in the foot, and Mike was lucky enough to get both of his infantry platoons in the same quarter. Um, so literally the first turn was him running up and assaulting my pinned Panzer Grenadier platoon. Yeah. Killing a couple stands, forced me back. Next turn I didn't unpin, 
Um, and it turned out to that he did it all again and basically pushed me off the objective. So it's a quick game. Well, the objective's <laughs> live from turn one, then? Yes. Ooh. It's quite, yeah, quite brutal, so... I, I thought they might be live from turn six, but um, no. <laughs> no, evidently not. <laughs> um, that sounds horrible. Yeah, so I really, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still wondering if we got it wrong. Cause it just seemed like there wasn't much of a way of um, countering it. Well, I, I have to say, whenever I roll, um, read through those scenarios in, in, in the army books, they, they, they don't always appear to be necessarily balanced. Yeah. No. Which is fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not it's, exactly. This is not a tournament mission. This is very much a playing the farm mission. So it's yeah, I mean, those... it's it's supposed to be you know the yeomanry versus Whitman, isn't it? It's that that's yeah. the mission. Yeah. In this oh, so case, I reverse Whitman. Reverse Whitman. Yes. Never, never <laughs> go reverse Whitman. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's actually I learned a lot playing that force. So um, I have my little flak it, my little um. Um, pack forty three eighty eight so pack forty threes for long eight, long eighty eight on the turntable. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, I I had the artillery card you know, to call it your fire arms artillery. Yes, but um, never really got a chance to unit because they never unpinned the entire game. <laughs> that card My... should just be stapled to that unit. It's just for a point. yeah for one point. Yeah, it's just like so. Let's face it, it's not that lucky, right? So, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm not convinced they shouldn't just put it in the unit. Yeah, remember how like the old Luftwaffe 88s in D-Day used spare fire artillery? Bizarrely, they can't do that anymore. It's only the, the tank hunters. But... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, what was the other thing that came out of it? So the other thing was my um, Pumas start the game bailed. Didn't unbail <laughs> in the next... Didn't unbail. So I was then thinking at the start of my next turn or start, start that, I didn't unp- I didn't get back in so both bells am I now on a last stand check because there's no operational tanks uh, but, but we, we, we sort of sort of you... agreed that because we hadn't actually suffered a casualty correct we, we wouldn't they've not, make the they've, not been, but, um, they've not been bailed out correct and they've not had a stand destroyed yeah so that's what we that's sort of the logic we've talked through and, and sort of agreed on but it didn't matter because next time he did, he did kill one, and of course the other one ran away. Just assorted it anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, it's standard Puma deployment, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Um, yeah, that was the first game. And then the second game was versus Nathan and his. Um, what was he using? US Armored Rifles and Engineer. I think. Armored right. Rifles, Engineers. Yeah, Batuna Shermans. Um, Priests. Something else, I can't think what the other thing else was, would be. But, um, and we're playing Stewart's? Meat Grinder, so again, pardon? Was it Stuart's? Yes, it was Stuart's. I think, I think there were Stuart's in it, yes. Um, yeah, so we're, play, we're playing Meat Grinder, um, and it was a Meat Grinder. It was it was just a massive. <laughs> it's I, such I, got, I got the objective really quickly, but I was then sort of out, a bit out in the open, and I just got to take, started taking it apart. The Tigers were up with them, but because of the way the buckage was, their sight lines were not great. Yeah. I just couldn't, I was really struggling to get a shot on the Shermans. Eventually, I did manage to kill two of the Shermans. But in the meantime, he had retake, he killed my Panzer IVs early on. Right. Um, so my Panzer IV platoon was gone. It was just the Tigers running around at that point. And the Pack 40s were just spent most of the game moving up in position, just taking far too long to get anywhere. Yeah. The Wesps 
basically we're hitting Wonder Rifle um, Armored Rifle Platoons really hard. Got um, but almost got to the point of breaking, but then the rest rest of Nathan's army is running down the other flank. And the pack forty threes and the R two roll did pretty well because they were basically I was using the Wesp um sorry the OP they called them the Wesps and calling the pack forty threes and basically double ram this platoon of artillery. But uh, really? ultimately I I just bled too much strength and then Nathan managed to force me back and capture the middle um hold his objective and capture the flank objective whilst I had center. That old German chestnut. Mm. Yeah, but it's good. I really enjoyed it. It's actually, it made a bit, a bit of a change playing the Buckarge. Well, I'm going to talk to Martin. I'm definitely I think I'm going to run a Bagration Firestorm thing at Crawley later on in the year. And we're going to play the River Mission. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait. River Assault. And that'll be Shrimp, shrimp Wagon to the fore. Yep. <laughs> Watch them die as they all bog. Because it's still a four cross check to get across <laughs> exactly. the water. Yeah, and get machine guns. Then get a four-up save and just die. Yeah, brilliant. Um, the other thing we were talking about was doing the kilt, weren't we? Oh, that'd be good. So doing Sorry it to watch the reverse. Bo- we're using the yeah. bocage rules, but reversing them. Yes, everywhere is basically every everywhere is um, flat to, is basically flat terrain. Right. Um, unless there's another terrain feature. The bits actually have physically have a marsh um, marker are then cross checks as well because they're deeper parts of the of the um, wet terrain. Oh, okay. And effectively, the roads would just count as normal cross country rather than roads because they're just slightly higher ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because but this all came back because Mike found the old marsh markers from the, from the old Brighton Warlords days. So. <laughs> and immediately thought, I know what I know what I can use that for. Yeah, it does mean to get we can get to use our buggalos. Buffaloes. Yeah, that's getting painted now. But yes. Yeah. Well, they're with you, right? You've got them. I got four of them. Yes. Oh, have you not got mine? You will have. Don't no. worry. <laughs> Actually, might as well. Might as well paint all of them in one go. Mm. That's very kind of you. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a small fee. Were they? Eddie, <laughs> paint the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was, it's it's been we've actually had quite a few games. It's been nice. I know, right? Almost even more like, this weekend. Yeah. Well, for some of us, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll probably be still be comatose from painting. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, Eddie, why do you? I know do you that? can't oh. use your mobile phone and drive. Are you allowed to paint and drive? Uh, it's only no. contrast and shading. That's that's got to be all right, isn't it? Uh, no. I wasn't even highlighting, Your Honour. Um, nice. I wasn't highlighting. It's just a dry brush. It's just a dry brush. Should we go on to uh, an officer answers? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, first couple of questions come from our Patreons. Um, just got to check. Is Lee still alive? I don't know. You sound like you moved a long way from the microphone. I think it's run away. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, okay. I was just blowing my nose. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's you right. had moved a long way from the microphone, but for the, the gentle sensibilities of our ears. Yes. Correct. <laughs> 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 uh, Andrew asks, running demos of both Flames of War and Team Yankee at my historical gaming club. What do you recommend? 
My instinct is to go tank heavy with USA versus Germans and USA versus Soviets. 50 points each. Maybe a small force of paratroopers for flames and some BMP infantry for Team Yankee. I think, uh, yeah, when you do these demo games, having like a a combined arms approach, tank with, tanks with, you know, a few, some artillery and some infantry, just to show the rules off, and in Team Yankee's case, some helicopters and some anti-air, just so you can show all the different aspects while still giving something easy for the guys to pick up with, with mostly tanks. Because tanks are cool. Everyone likes tanks. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm always of the opinion, though, that, that you should only burden someone with some of the rules at a time, if that makes sense. So, yeah. like, I always think if you do tanks and maybe something else, they don't have to worry about, you know, the intricacy of like, artillery fire or infantry. Yeah. But you don't have to have, later. you don't have to use all the rules for the intro game. So, you can have the helicopters there and just do. You know, a round of shooting. Okay. If you want. Would you? <laughs> I mean, if you want. No, I'm just saying you can have them on the. You don't. The other thing is you don't have to use everything on the board. I'm thinking back to my GW days. You don't have to use all the models on the nice. board for the intro games. Correct. So you can have the models on there, and just get, break it down to have you know a yeah. demo rounds of tank versus tank to get over the moving shooting. Save yeah, okay. that makes sense. That does um, make sense. I mean, yeah. in that respect as well, it would probably be worthwhile looking at doing um, just the starter sets because there's nothing yeah. better than going, Oh, if you're interested in this, here we go. Here's the models. Play that. Oh, by the way, all of these models are in the starter set. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. with Team Yankee, I think one of the things that's worth looking at are the actual missions in the back of the books, the scenarios. Well, the ones we never gem- play. Yeah, once we ever play, but there's, there's some decent like um, missions. We have like a few u- units um, on like a, a preset table, which could be quite fun just for people. You know, uh, a bit more story driven narrative exactly, stuff, yeah. Rather than just and it's all there for you. The forces are there. Their actual okay. table layout, all the, the actual um, background, as it were. I think yeah. some of them will make would make for a very good like intro game, as it were. That's a good idea, actually. I'd, I'd never thought of that. Yeah, because it's nice and thematic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Some but I would definitely ideas. say 50 to 75 points. We'd, we'd yeah, play 50 and... with Team Yankee, and I think that was perfect. On a 6x4 table. Playing, yeah, yeah but that's, so that's playing. So, that's the other thing is to think about what are you trying to do with the intro game? Playing a full game of 50 points isn't necessarily the best introduction to the game cherry picking some experiences and you know building that element of it um to sort of sort of show what can be done is often sometimes a bit bit more better you know a bit more of a an actual introduction to the whole game as opposed to going like you say here's everything all at once oh my god my brain's you know breaking yeah but then you know know your audience as well because it comes down to i'm obviously talking about introducing people uh, to people who don't know wargaming mm-hmm. whereas if you do know wargaming then you can obviously ramp it up a little bit because it's not such an alien idea yeah but then you get someone telling you how uh, another rule system is better because they're 25 pounders will operate like this and you say fantastic you go play that game over there on your own yeah i like playing <laughs> rapid fire because i get guaranteed hits oh do you okay cool yeah yeah 
All the best. It's guaranteed hits where your opponent's beating you. Exactly. All the best. Don't let the door hit you on the way. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, that was going to be my intro. What's that? Shop a shop a battlefield hobbies because Hammy has two two copies of Rapid Fire and is selling both of them. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, what's what's worse than one a copy of Rapid Fire? Oh, sorry, it was giving them away for free. Yeah, you pay the postage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want this to suck up any more of my money. Um, <laughs> That's a Lund, two star review. Lund hyphen. Lund hyphen asks, what do you think about thematic mega games, one massive table for several players, work alongside the tournament scene? Think about playing a massive weekend long battle instead of five competitive games. I am frothing at the gills to do some... One of my favourite things about Games Workshop and Apocalypse was doing massive thematic battles which had key bits of storytelling that triggered things interactive with other boards. So we'd have, um, you know, the main massive battle where everyone who just wants to sit up and do their thing, great, go do that. Then you had another board that was an oil rig uh, defended by some, you know, simple guys there. But the question is, how do you get to the oil rig? So you have to use airborne troops or amphibious chimeras. Damn you, Games Workshop, for taking away chimeras amphibious ability. (laughs) I mean, you've maybe you've you've put me onto the harder hobby crack of Schwimmwagens to get my amphibious fix. Um, <laughs> so having things that tie together, um, and Team Yankee is one of the ones that we will be talking about. That I'm really excited yes. to run a mega game for because that needs the scale and the space. Um, and having a, a, an event, if you don't have the space to do one massive table, you can still do that using standard six by four tables and just tying the missions together. And having that arbitrator kind of put it together yeah. into a way that it, it threads the narrative rather than just being, oh, wow, you've won six, one, great. Yeah. I mean, what you could do is you have, like, um, effectively, even with just four tables, you have your left flank, your centre, your right flank. The other table is your rear line, where all of a sudden a bunch of Afghanistan have landed, and now somebody's yep. got to try and break the bridge holds like the reserves to get to the other tables. Yep. You could have, you could actually have your artillery off table, literally on another table. Yeah, I mean, we discussed about doing that before, having artillery off table with, with like some of the longer range SAMs, yeah. but allowing the enemy to send their anti aircraft against the artillery table, or even landing the Afghanistan guys around this. Maybe you will have an infantry between guarding the artillery and that kind well, of could, thing. Stuff. You could send the Highlanders, can you? On the Highlanders airborne infantry. Yeah, have, well. have, have your own anti air when like counteracting it exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what their job was, wasn't it? The Highlanders was a rapid response. Well, they were more so. They were more like yeah, rapid response, but they're more like um, U.S. tank destroyer doctrine. They were basically plug for work out where the enemy is going through them and acts a roadblock while the like you know new lines oh, okay. form behind them. Um, okay. So that's why you got all the Milan missiles. So basically, you land, you set, you spank out all your Milans, taking out these tanks. You then redeploy, but by that time they're slowing them down, a new line's been formed behind them. One of the other things you can do is have board edges connected by a certain amount of distance. So say, yeah. you know, if the unit comes off from this board or it deploys onto that board, it has to be able to road dash at least 60 inches. Mm-hmm. So you go, right, well, 60 inches means it's going to take, you know, two turns for this, you know, wheeled scout vehicle or three turns for a main battle tank kind of thing. And then you end up in the more sort of command and oversight stuff about, 
you know, having timed things. And and if you have smaller games that are tying them together, you can end up with the asymmetric battles where it's not about winning. You just have to die slow enough. So you can have exactly, a mass, you know, yeah. you can have those defensive fights where all they have to do is buy time. And you have to figure mm-hmm. out the best way to buy yeah. that time rather than just, you know, always attacking. You win by not losing, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the other thing we've got to do, I mean, we've, we've talked about it for ages, market garden stuff. I think we've all got you at uh, British Powers now, so doing 30 core. Yep. Yep. Bring out the Piat! Exactly. <laughs> so, can I be Sasabowski? Is... <laughs> Only if you copy Good. Gene Hackman's terrible accent. Oh, I thought you were going to say mustache then. I was going to say, I'm, on, I'm, I'm in. For the entire weekend. What, hips the mustache? Don't have to threaten me with a good time. For <laughs> general. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, that kind of ties into lack of foresight's gaming question, which is how do each of you deal with hobby burnout? Have a break. Have a kick cat. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, that's... That's the best thing to do sometimes is rather, I mean, we've all been there. I think you've been there as well, Eddie, that you end up just oh, yeah. almost pissing yourself off just playing the same thing or trying to paint, get something painted or whatever it is. If you reach the stage where it's affecting you like that, you just need to stop, pause. And, change and, projects. Yeah, yeah, change projects, do something else, change systems. Just, yeah, ha, ha, even just pause, pause painting even or, or yeah. do something else. I mean, I went through that phase of just building stuff because I, I didn't have the mental capacity to paint stuff at that time. Yeah. But I could build stuff because you didn't have to think too hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still making progress. It's just not... Oh, is you know, that why I've got loads know. of built models that aren't painted? You? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what your reason is. I would <laughs> like to speculate. I don't have the mental capacity to paint. Yes. But it does, it does mean that I'm now staring at boxes of stuff that's just painted, uh, not painted, sorry, just assembled, which is almost as bad as having the boxes. Mm. It's not quiet, but it's getting there. But, you know, I, I am, think... I am enjoying this new, the new career change and, and being able to just be like, oh, I've got an hour for lunch. I've eaten my sandwiches. Oh, I'll just do 40 minutes worth of painting. Which is how their swim bargains got done. So I just, you yeah. know, picked up the paints, threw some paints down, went back to work in the afternoon. But the other thing is, I think it's, it's burnout is setting realistic goals for stuff, Eddie. What? Huh? Someone, <laughs> someone. If you say that three times like, into a mirror, I appear behind you and, and pledge to paint a new army. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that that's that certainly happened to me on occasions. Is burnout because I've you've bitten off more than I can chew and I overcommitted myself, and then I've kind of powered through that project to get it done. I haven't enjoyed it, and then at the end of it, I've gone. I don't really <laughs> want to do that anymore. Yeah. What's the point of this? What part exactly. of this is supposed to be fun? Yeah. So I think I think Lee's right. Lee's the master of this of consistent hobby progress. It's just plugging away at something. Yeah. Keeps on doing doing a platoon at a time rather than a company at a time. So you can go after a week and go. Oh, I got a comp- I've got a platoon done. Yeah. Than, I mean, it's probably, it's probably a, the same amount of stuff done at the same time, but you get an instant hit of progress. You get a nice little dopamine rush of actually having something done. But I think so. I think the difference there is, Lee, is you're of the mentality that you'll then make sure you go and finish the other platoons to make a usable force. Whereas if I did that, I'd just end up with a load of random painted platoons from five different <laughs> armies. So to me, that sounds mad. Like my, you know, 
my my oversubscribing, getting it done for a tournament. Yes, I get frustrated because it's not quite as nice as it could be. However, it's done. You know, it is painted mm. models. Um, it's I, I forgot a game. I had a game with my nephew who wanted to do Eastern Front out on the Saturday after we went and played uh, the barn games. Oh. So I played Bagration. Um, Germans versus Russians. Soviets, rather. Um, so I dug out my old IS2 list from version 3, which was absolutely hilarious. It's not as good as it used to be, is it? Uh, it is when you're playing against a 12-year-old who took four 70s and decided to drive them into a wood and then couldn't pass cross-checks for ages. Well, it's a steep <laughs> learning curve. Um... <laughs> you learn I... by mistakes, that's yep. it. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't, you know, obviously penalise him massively for that, but I you made sure he learned tell him. No, I, I said, what, okay, you want to drive into the woods? What's your cross-check? Oh, five plus. I'm going to do it anyway. Well, okay, that's your decision. Wow. Good luck with that. Um, and then the little git got two of them in position, didn't he? And started clinking away across the board and took out a platoon of T-34s. Um, but yeah, no, it's good fun. It's really good fun. Um, I did like the fact that he had a choice of um, what, uh, tigers, could have taken tigers, panthers, um, he instantly asked for brim bars, which yes. made me laugh <laughs> and think of you. Yes. Dunk. Um, oh, and then he went, oh, actually, no, can I have the 470s? And he, he got those out. I think they were just a nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, was rocking the flattest of panzers. Um, I thought I thought you were going to say then he was talking about tigers and panthers, and I thought you were going to tell me that he, he, he already sussed out that the best tanks in the Russian army were uh, captured German ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh. The ISTs were surprisingly good. They are good. They're just not very mobile. You say that, but they don't have to be very mobile. It depends what you do. It depends what you're doing with them. Front armor yeah. ten. I mean, the thing is now that the meta's changed a little bit in your front armor ten versus. Um, I mean, it did help that he didn't have a swarms of stuff. He had a lot of small elite units. Um, so he had so like two, two tigers, three pounds of four seventies, um, and then pack forties. It was hilarious, just like laughing at pack forties. With an IS2. Yeah. Was like, that yeah. your AT12? Oh. Yeah. At long range. Oh, cute. Yep. Doink. Uh, I, f- I did find that the IS2s worked quite nicely if you um, shoot and scoot forward. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, well, Which is weird. They're like skill 4 plus, aren't they? Uh, 3 plus. 3 plus. But yeah, you don't want to risk the blitz if you yeah. can avoid it. Because failing a shoot and scoot has no negative connotations. Yes. Yeah. So if you can do it, you're almost better off setting them up in the open and going, yep, I'm going to shoot some stuff. Um, and then shooting, scooting forward. It's a bit, a bit bizarre, but it seems to work. Yeah, Just no, it's good fun. IS2 rolling forward. Rolling, so, rolling, So you rolling. smashed, absolutely smashed the granny out of him. And then... Um, we had a very good game. Because he didn't realise um, how close it was until the end. And I said, well, you know, you nearly got the company because he nearly got the company break on me by picking off platoons. Um, so in the end, yes, I, in the assault, <laughs> in the assault phase, I did kill every single stand of his, uh, his army. Did you coxer him? I, I complete, it's the only person I've completely tabled in Flames of War and there you, wasn't you a unit left. But he quite liked that because he said, oh, you know, there's no one left to tell the story. Wow, war crime. Yep. Um, but he was it was very close to getting the company break on me, so he could have actually won the game. Um, 
which was good. It's all good, good learning exercise. Exactly. I've been very, been very, um, you know, training for a couple of games. It does that thing with kids where you take it easy on them and you go, oh, you're doing really well. And then they get a bit cocky and start to be like, oh, yeah, no, you're not as good as you think, think you are, are you? And you're like, right, well, okay. Yep. And then at that point, you take armor cars and Achilles and. Yep, just turn up M10 with my C's, absolute sorry. cheese list. Yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> Just start <laughs> pounding away. <laughs> so, these are these yeah. crocodiles. The yeah, beat the fun out of him. Yeah, beat exactly. the fun. Um, no, it was really cute because um, he he had loads. You know the the little caps that you get when you throw you throw them on the ground, they explode. The retro snappers or something they call them. Yeah, they? where he, my, uh, his granddad had bought him some of those at Christmas, so yeah, he made sure he ran out and got those. So every time we had a a, a, a tank that got destroyed. They were, you know, sound effects were added. You um, should have got a potato gun as well and just shot you. Well, have been shot me. <laughs> but then, he, then, he, then he, he also said, he, "I said, what do you want to take?" And he goes, "Oh, I want to stick. I want airplanes. I want a Stuka." So he had a Stuka with bombs that turned up once. <laughs> the entire oh, game. He got to learn how rubbish airplanes are. <laughs> yeah, first exactly. game, brilliant. It was his first. Did he game, turn around it? and go? That's a waste Fourth of nine game. points. Yeah, because that wasn't very good. They're still. He kept saying they were. Uh, they were still, still in the bar drinking Heineken. Yep. So uh, you just get to go there. That's the only advantage you have for stickers. Yeah. Ranging. Oh, what's that? They got discus. I shot I, the first time they came in. I shot one of them down with the discus oh as well. Oh my god! Did you? <laughs> did you really? I did. That's harsh. Yeah, you didn't well, even pull the punch there. You didn't say, well, I could shoot these, but I'm not going to. Like I said, he was getting <laughs> a little cocky. So. It's like a white that smile off his face. I was going to say, so have you got your green belt from Coxon now? No, he still loved it. He still thought it was great. Oh, no. You need to thrash that out of him. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. He, yeah, you but now. You get a black belt, are you? Now, no, I'm too, I am too nice. And now he, now he wants to do some actual painting for once, which is good, because before he's never showed any interest in doing it. Well, you definitely so. want to get him on that, because then you want to get him into like a sweat camp, just painting your figures for you. Yeah, well, I know that. You know that. You don't have yeah. to tell my wife that, do you? Well, is, she, is she listening? <laughs> she does listen, yeah. Yeah, no, you're going to pay him. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, all sweatshops pay people, right? It's just not a lot. I'm not going to pay him, am I? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, back to the questions with, then. Paying with hobby crap. I did. I, I paid him with um, uh, the German dice tin. So he's got his own tin, uh, dice and dice and tokens. So that was pretty good. In true, in true twelve-year-old fashion, goes. But you've already given me tokens. I was like, did I? No, I haven't. You've got the cards. Oh, okay. Didn't say thanks until the end. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the waft of entitlement. Yeah, not that I'm bitter. Anyway, um, uh, Fred Oz, who hopefully, I don't know if he's going to be there at Carriver this weekend. It'd be good to see him if he is. Uh, has, oh gosh, here we go. What is worse in the Adepticon drama? What one. happened at Adepticon? I don't know. Did something, think, Lee, did something happen at Adepticon? I think that was even one of, the question, one of the questions that actually posed to us was what happened to it. So um, I believe it was... Did, did, did someone... Peter Fer- Peter Ferrer's question on our patrons was, what is the t- t- TLDR of the Decepticon Instant? The what now? TLDR? TLDR, too long didn't read. Oh, did you send oh. that to me? 
That's off to um, Discord. I thought you got Discord. Normally you get Discord ones yourself. Oh, no, I didn't go into that. Oh, oh no. Across now. Oh, no. Well, do, you, do you want to read the Discord ones then? Yes. All right. So, so as I said, Peter, Peter Farin asked, what is the TLDR of the identical incident? Well, so, 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 so. It's too hot. It's too spicy <laughs> for me. Uh, I've got some hot so apparently. The Americans are keep, like to prove they can't have nice things by messing over complicating the tournament scene by having regionals and masters. Um, and if you win a Tepticon, you get a, a re, you get a invite to the masters. So that's part of the background here. And the person who won that seat had a list that was illegal. Basically, there was no, no two ways around it. Um, he had an Iron Cross list. But it gets even worse. It's an Iron Cross list of which the core formation was an armoured car um, squadron from, from Africa Corps. From DAC, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is legal because you can cross-book things like that. I'm going to say legal. Whether it's right or not is a question we'll get into. Yeah. No, no doubt. There's not a question. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It may, um, it, it may not be moral, but it is legal. It is legal, yes. Oh, all right. Um, and his focus is what? Why don't you just use the one from Iron Cross? Well, because the Africa Core one, you get to have four strong units rather than three strong units. You can have four armored cars and a DAC one rather than three armored cars. Yeah. Does that matter? No, probably not, but every little helps, I'm guessing. He then had um, Martyrs in support, which is fine. He then had um, an allied Semavente platoon. Which go okay, well that's fine. He, he's he's got Dak armored cars, uh, Marvels. Yep. That's all Africa stuff. Yeah. He then had an ally formation of Finns in T twenty sixes, and then and this is the bit which goes uh, definitely illegal. He then had a elephant, which Ferdinand, if he was using yeah. ghost pans, if he was using ghost panzers, yes, you could have an elephant. Uh, sorry, Ferdinand, whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Because that's um, you know, that is a support choice of one Ferdinand, but he used Iron Cross because he wanted to get the allies, and Ghost Panzers didn't let you have allies. So to, to get the elephant in, he then took the formation card to get the black box, and then he took the HQ as a black box, which you, you know you can't do. It's completely you, you can't for start. You can't use a formation card to create um, black box units. Yeah. And you can't take HQ units as formation support anyway. Yeah, yeah, but you, so, could, have, you could have taken one of the black black box, like the HQ thing, which is an error thing. But yeah, yeah, but but you can't because because if you take the formation card, you have to have a minimum of two uh, um, two Ferdinands. Yeah, because that's what the card says. You can't have um, a single Ferdinand. Remember, remember when we discussed this back in the day? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was a way. There was a way that you could have taken the Ferdinand using. Yeah, he could he could use ghost panzers, but by then by using ghost panzers, he'd have no allies because ghost panzers doesn't right. have an allied box. Yeah, rightly so Which, because ghost yeah. panzers covers a period when the Axis allied units had ceased to exist pretty much after Stalingrad. Right. And that's but and that was previously what put what Phil has said was this what no it's not an oversight it's a deliberate thing the Italians which were the only only allied you know force at the time yeah at, um, in terms of moral range. Has ceased to exist effectively, so there was no need to have an allied box. So all of this is basically go okay. So the guy, the guy, it should have been picked up. It wasn't picked up because there's a one guy running the entire tournament and having been in that TOC. I can 
Simplifies. Well, I, think, I think as well, from memory, he wasn't he running Team Yankee as well. Like, wasn't he running multiple yeah. events? He's so. running, running two, two, yeah, two tournaments. So, you know, it makes it right. even worse. Um, but of course, there's now this controversy because obviously someone's got their green their green shirt, and the green shirt is basically if you go to US Masters, you get a green shirt. And some of the guys, some of the, some of the guys who got green shirts are pretty good, but I, I, my general rule be see someone with a green shirt run. <laughs> But don't worry about running too much because they're probably American. <laughs> therefore, they probably just walk at a crisp pace. I've got an orange shirt. Does that make me better? Like, what's the tearing? That makes, that makes an easy jet. I think that makes it easy jet cabin stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it? Oh, does that make me a Venga boy? <laughs> if it makes me a Venga boy, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that's basically what I mean. Um, but to then compound it, Battlefront, rather than just put the hands up, it goes, okay, yeah, it's a cock up. It shouldn't have happened. Um, we can't do much about it now, but we will put our hands up and say, yeah, it could be done better. They then kind of started trying to justify it. And they, an article came up saying, oh, yeah, but he could, have, it's okay, he could have took Ghost Panzers. Then completely missing the whole point that if he took Ghost Panzers, he wouldn't have the Allies. But they're then saying, oh, we're going to actually, we're now going to actually make a LTF, you know, LRTF update so you can have Allies in the Ghost Panzers. No, goes, well, really? I didn't well, know that yeah, what you're now doing is making yeah. the list legal after the fact, which is like worse. So, but hey, but it's just, but it, it, it's, it's ultimately it's a lot of drama. But it's just like it only really matters if you're a in the hardcore tournament scene, b American. Yes. Um, I, I if, if us guys playing in the barn with guys yeah. we know, it's fine. It's like, the problem is it sets precedent for, for quote unquote competitive events. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I hate be, I hate me getting something like the ETC. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I think pe- pe- people who are asking, "Is this legal?" We don't know what legals anymore. Is obviously yeah. there is there is an issue there because even outside of competitive tournaments, like how how do two strangers play a game where they both agree a points level That's, and they both agree yeah. um, how to build their army? Because the strength of Flames of War, the reason it actually did, you know, became quite successful. Is it created a unified World War Two game where people could go to a club game? Yeah, and no, you could go to a. As long as you knew it was the Flames of War Club, you could pitch up at the Flames of War Club with an army, and they're roughly, you know, you, everyone's going to be on the same hymn sheet. Yeah, I mean, at most, if, if you really didn't know, you could take a mid-war army and a late-war army, and then, you know, be really unlucky if everyone else only has early war. Yeah, but you, you got know, but now. It's literally, if you turned up with a late war army and a, a, a mid war army, you could play a game against someone. Yeah. You know, if you hadn't arranged it beforehand, yes, you might get blue on blue, but yeah, you know, arrange it beforehand. That's the thing. You could still at least play the game. Yeah. And yeah, so it's kind of created a thing where everyone's going to. Ha- list building was getting complex enough as it is, and people would often you know, do something and say, actually, that's not how command cards work. Yeah. Um, it's all got a bit fraught. But basically, thanks thanks to Peter there, because that basically lets us set the scene. Because, my God, if there's one question that came up a lot on the, the request for questions, it's Adepticon. So, yeah. Okay, so next question was Mike Everest. Um, is the ultimate answer to Adepticon farce just to comp tournaments red on blue and a sensible, sens- sorry, a simple, sensible set of restrictions like... If you take an Italian light tank company supported by a finished kit, you'll be tarred, feathered, and subjected to Duncan stripping you to the waist and delivering knife-edged chops to your chest until you realise the error of your ways. Yes. Well, <laughs> first of all, I, I think 
run the tournament you want to play in. So if you want to play yeah. an open book and you and you you're happy working out people's list illegal, go nuts. Do what you like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to tell you how to have fun. Personal opinion is, yeah, I, I will pick and choose which events I go to, dependent on what I want to bring and how I want to bring it. Like I've changed my yeah. list at Carivery because I don't want to play blue on blue if I can mm-hmm. avoid it. Like if there's a if there's a an optimum well not an optimum if there's any a better chance of me being able to um, attend that event and not do that then I'm going to take it because I will have more fun doing that. Absolutely. But I'm not going to tell someone else how to have fun. So if if people want to play it. More, more power to them. It's not, it's not for me. I just think that it's got to the point now where it's, it's just confusing. Like you've got very, very experienced gamers that that we know. I mean, like like Hammy going. I don't know. I don't quite know if this is legal or not. Hmm. Like that shouldn't be uh, a question. The the issue comes back to so so the the competitive, you know, counterpoint is that if you have those restrictions, then it all becomes very samey because everyone would end up playing the same best list, which Isn't they that do anyway. anyway. Yeah, right? Everyone's so taking 116th Panzer. It's like... <laughs> that's, the bit, that's the bit that gets me. So I think, and, and this kind of harks back to the original you know, debate that I had with Ben when version 4 came out in the first place about you know what sort of game is Flames of War. And by debate, you mean the thing that actually broke up the original lineup of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yoko, I know. <laughs> One of us is still here. That's all I'm saying. Uh... <laughs> wow. But yes, His- wow, but also true. The yeah. That's not how Correct. I remembered it. Um, Do you have a flag? Yes, well, <laughs> I've got a fez. A um, red one. I'm just kidding. I'm going to see Ben in a couple of weeks, play some board games. I'll, uh, I'll take this recording with me and throw some shade. Um, <laughs> the, well, the original debate was thematic versus competition. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue with that is, and it comes back into the response that Battlefront's had, I think, they haven't decided one way or another. No. Because obviously, competition promotes you know, is, is promotes um, awareness and it promotes the game because you have these competitions and people see the competitions and that kind of thing. Well, they're, they're also... Some people only play competitions because they have no local club. Correct. So they, they, will tra- they will travel to attend those because that's how they get more than, you know, more than one game a year. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. I, I, to me, so, it's just the competitive nature. Like, if... You, yeah, it's the super competitive nature. As soon as you start making something competitive and you put, you know, a pri- uh, more than just a prize on something, it's always going to drive... It drives behaviour. Incentives drive behaviour. Mm-hmm. So really, it's the events versus tournaments side of things. Yes. And and to be honest, the way it's been going, I think any events that we're going to... You know, I'm going to run personally will be back to... It will be a list... You know, it'll be a set of books, a set of command cards. Yeah. And yes, in that combination, there will be a premium list. But then that's where the points come in as well. That's the other thing. Everyone's running the same 100, points 110 levels. points levels. Yeah, run 76 points, see what happens. Yeah. The the other interesting thing I, I, I said is that 
if that was me, and I was facing that list, I'd probably just give him the nine-one win and walk away, because I wouldn't enjoy it. That's mm. not a that's not a precursor. But if everyone did that, then then that sets the tone. You know, that's great. You've you've won you've won a master's position. That's super. You've not played a game. You've won five games, nine-one by by default. Yeah. But, you know, I just think uh, I just. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think some people would still consider it a, a win. Yeah, well, that's like, fine. I got some. I got some masters. So I have to play a game. It's just like, yeah. yeah, but that's fine. But that's that's what they're there for. I'm not there for that. No, I, 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 don't, I don't. I think that's the thing. Like, you wouldn't. Would you necessarily come up against that list? Would you play in that? Oh no, because I'd been on the bottom table. tables. I wouldn't be anywhere near the top. Well, that's so I'd never that, played you it. Know, that's where you kind of get there. Um, but, but do you? I suppose it comes down to it as well. Do you have to sacrifice being competitive to be historic? I mean, Martin won warfare with that, what? Correct. <laughs> with what? Basically, is a historical force. He, he didn't go out his way to make an historical force, but again, nothing about his Finnish army was a historical. I still like your idea. Yeah, I, I still like Lee's idea of one book, one card set. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that gets back to what we're doing with like North Africa, though it's just before North Africa came out. But saying this is a red, red versus blue tournament. All the all the books, you know, all the lists are from the what will now be the North Africa book. I might still find somewhere low like Iron Cross in for but doing Tenth Panzer, but um, but also the extra thing of you can't take the L six, you know, like for look the light cards as a your only formation. It has to be as a secondary formation. Yeah, but apparently someone still didn't leave that and came to tournament with that list. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that says to be right for actually saying I'm not going to check this I'm just going to align you guys well there you go and... I mean if Lee was running yeah. a Deptagon you'd be in the same situation <laughs> I would be yeah. <laughs> it's people like me that let the entire hobby down so it. basically Deptagon is Lee's fault <laughs> sounds about right yeah I, you know it's 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 a thing and the ahistorical stuff I mean I don't know some, you know some of the historical lists are just as bad and it comes down to Battlefront have shown no interest in adjusting or addressing issues with reissuing points or changing, you know, the balance of things. Well, 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 well I mean, the, the 116th historical. You can do an historical 116th force, yes. Yeah, it's just... I, I imagine most of the lists you're going to see are not going to be what you consider a historical <laughs> 116th force, but yes, it's a. But that's my point. The, the competitive lists are still largely competitive but i mean i think that's that's also kind of where you need to you can mix it up and i think it's funny because there's so much creativeness shown by people working around the base restrictions which you could then turn into a fantastic game in my in my opinion obviously if you were saying okay well we're going to do a normandy assault list so you're going to know you know it's it's normandy assault so it would be you know, British attacking against Germans in Bocage with, you know, a theme theme it that way. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it becomes a case of everyone going, oh, actually, no, you know, now I've got a reason to take AVREs with, you know, assault bridges and stuff. We know that's going to come up. Yeah. And you, you won't see the same lists. It still doesn't justify your armoured cars backed up by AVREs, you realise, right? I've got a bridge. <laughs> what are you on about? The... <laughs> But I, th- I think I think I think it does go back down to what's the intention of the event, 
why why yeah. are people turning up? My my bigger concern, my bigger concern with the Adepticon issue is is the the, the army building is that in informal um, Friday you know Thursday night whenever you're playing um, how do I how do I compose an army? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you get to that agreement? Because it does feel like it's getting murkier and murkier for how. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice for the compilations if they brought the command card formations yeah. into the book. So well, that if logic... you do a compilation and get the page count up, you might as well at that point bring the armor car squadron, that kind of thing. The logic in, the logic in that from uh, the Lessons for the Front section is to enable people, like, I read about this particular formation. Can I take mm-hmm. this support with this support to make this historical thing? And yep. that's what they don't want to limit people with. Um, and it How's and it is weird. Well, that's that's why they've allowed it in their, you know, for the, the historical gamer, because I know it sounds weird. I was working for Games Workshop when Apocalypse released, and it was like, in Apocalypse, there are no rules. You can take as big, many points as you like. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, have a unit of Necron Lords in a unit. Oh, I can do that. It's like, yes. Well, I mean, you always could, of course, because it's, you know, your no, game. No one's, stopping, doing, you. Yeah, no one's yeah. stopping you. But until they had permission to do it, no one really did it. And then once the gloves were off, we got some incredible stuff, um, you know, happening. And yeah, some of it was super broken. And you just kind of run it once and went, okay, well, that's cool, but it's not as fun as, you know, this other crazy unit that I've come up with. And it's kind of self-limiting because you wanted to have fun games because it was a big investment rather than just, you know, yay, I've won by pummeling everyone into the ground. Um, uh, I, ju- I just, yeah, I found that, I found did find the response a little bit baffling. I think also it's, you have to remember that the different, there's a lot that affects you know the 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 scenes that you're in, and everyone everyone has to speak. Obviously, we're speaking from our own little bubble of you know having the luxury of playing those barn games, having the luxury of our own gaming space, and being in command of what sort of mm-hmm. games you want to play, and having enough opponents who are wanting to do the same kind of thing. And you know we're kind of spoiled in that respect. Um, and you can also you know imagine if you're in a, a more competitive environment where at your store all the guys really just want to, are only playing because they want that green shirt and you bring up a nice fluffy list and get pummeled every weekend you might want someone to do something about it because the guys you know you're playing with aren't seeing it is that oh, my 4k days <laughs> that's, the, that, that's that's the social contracting thing there again yeah yeah but then that's that's the the other the counterpoint of like well the game goes back to lee's first game point of the game should help you with that social contract by knowing what you're expected to come up against and turning up and having an, you know the old 36 horde whatever it is or you know this this Finns coupled with desert germans coupled with a you know ferdinand that is that the social contract of flames of war no but it might be the social contract of that tournament exactly so or whatever, or whatever. Mm. Be the change I mean, you that's, want to see. But, that, but that's the thing. I mean, obviously, and, and bad press is going to get spread, spread further than good press. It's just the nature of you know, gamers love to moan about things. Um, I mean, let's face it, 40k players are moaning about squats coming back. But yeah. previously, they moaned about squats not coming back. So the, only, the only job I've ever had where people have moaned more about a product 
and yet still paid for it is cinema popcorn. <laughs> Nine out of ten people would be absolutely aghast at the cost of the refreshments they are about to purchase, about to purchase, and yet still hand over their money. I think in two and a half years, I think one person actually just went, oh, well, that's ridiculous, and put it down and walked away. Everyone else was just like, this is ridiculous, and still handed over their money. So that's that's the only thing other than wargaming that I've found. So uh, yeah, go 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 get into cinema popcorn and make more money. Three thousand percent profit, or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, yeah. It's a... So uh, I, I'm I'm just a bit yeah. I don't know. I did feel I did have to stay clear of those groups for a bit after that weekend just because it's getting a bit mental. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's fine. everyone everyone likes a bit of internet rage, isn't it? It's recreational outrage, as the uh, WWPD guys would say. Recreation outrage about it. Is it actually that bad a thing? You know, if it is your thing, then yeah, it's kind of sad. If you were, you know, if you are those competitive players who really enjoy, you know, that side of it, and it kind of does throw it into, you know, maybe I some think, have a long, hard look at yourself and go, I just do we really dis- deserve to go to the ETC? I just think it's a bit dis- disappointing because I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a B3. You know, I only play V3. Um, and if that, again, if you want to do that, that's all power to you. Um, but you couldn't have done that in the old army books. You could have done some broken, ridiculous, ridiculous things. But, but, but mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you, I don't think you could have done that. Yeah. It does seem an unfortunate side effect of, of not having a tighter rein on it. You know, they've done some great things. V4 has got rid of, you know, teleporting. Uh, teleporting security platoons yep. um, and uh, M10 haystacks naval bombardment yeah sit, sit screech uh, pattern <laughs> yeah okay um, Quentin Taylor asks when you play your large games at the barn how do you structure the game in regards to the points and missions slash objectives I've seen pictures of large play areas and a long rectangle, a big square and what looks to be a W shape. What works best and are there any resources available for getting started and to get big games? Ooh. I don't, I don't, I think we usually just play, play almost standard games a lot of the time, aren't they? They're not anything fancy. Yeah. Generally, what we found works, and it was what me and Nathan generally do this, is you take a standard mission, scale it up, Maybe adding a few extra objectives depending on the size of the table, but otherwise it's, it's easy to work. Everyone knows roughly how the mission plays and how it works, and just go from there. Like if you're doing like a big beach defender mission, we always split the table up into smaller sections effectively, and just set up as a, as a normal beach attack mission or something like that. Yeah, but it'll be but you know you have the ability to go cross table effectively because you'll have it's all one big table. So, yeah, basically break a big table into a smaller table, into smaller tables, and just do missions based around that. But all one big game, effectively. I mean, technically, the missions themselves are board size um, agnostic, aren't they? Because you yeah. can have the, the measurements are all from the center or the edges as opposed to from each other. Yeah. It would be fun. I mean, that, and that's the bit where you go and go, oh, we're playing a massive game. Actually, having having carriers and and trucks 
makes a, a sense, makes a point. Well, yeah, the other thing we, we did in that um, the big Arab Israeli game we did was, was put just objectives markers down where objectives would, would be. Yeah, oh, yeah, make sense, it make yeah. sense. Um, uh, you know, so this, this um, road junction was is, is critical. This this village is critical. But that kind of stuff. So um, mm-hmm. you're still using the ba- the basic the basic game mechanics, but not. Um, oh, uh, and and like oh, that road is six inches outside of where your reserves would normally come on. But of course, they're going to come on on that road. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it makes you know just be sensible these things. And in terms of like making the armies, you can either have everyone bring separate armies, or you could have everyone with a bit of prearranging, everyone brings a formation for one army and you pull the support into all the, you know, the rest of the flow diagram, basically. So rather than having multiple artillery, you'll have like your four twenty five pounder slots effectively. And like one air support slot and that kind of thing. But everyone brings their own formation and the formation can be tailored. But generally, it's just easy to just have everyone bring their own. Agree points. Everyone brings their own army for that points. And make sure you build your social group to have people who love making terrain, yeah. And other people who love painting, and kind of you know just send them like the latest releases from the terrain company. Going, oh, Mike, have you have you seen this giant Pegasus bridge? <laughs> you, you definitely need a, 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 a terrain waller. <laughs> have you, Mike? Have you seen this bocage? Oh, was there was there bocage missions in the D Day British book? We should play them sometime. Oh, we're having a bocage night, are we? Oh, excellent! Oh, how did how did that happen? Oh, how did that happen? Oh, look! Oh, Whitman, tiger, 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 Whitman, tiger, 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 Whitman, Whitman, hit the likey, tiger, tiger. <laughs> and ta- in terms of table shape, um, I and mean, we did L shapes before. We did yeah. rectangles. Yeah, it just mix it up. Yeah, it's just fun, fun things to do. We've done a, um, a, do a at, big T as well. That that's usually interesting. Yeah. For the first couple, just do a big rectangle. Once your your player group's got used to it, then start getting the white with the wacky ones out. Yeah, so, yeah. And then you're everything okay, starts um, out of control. Let's make sure. Actually, my my phone missed a few ones. Um, so Carl's top person. What are your favourite book memoirs about World War Two? Bonus points for audio books. I'm listening while waiting for the next episode. Shoot and scoot. Oh, book memoirs. I I really like. Um, they're not memoirs per se, per se, but um, James Holland's books because they're mm-hmm. built on on individual stories. That you get a lot of direct, like um, soldiers' stories. So there might yeah. not be an individual person like throughout, but you'll get you know. I'm just reading Italy now, and, and I read a part of Burma, forty four. Mm-hmm. And then they're very focused on those individual stories and ca- capturing those. And yeah. I believe they're all audiobooks available through um, wherever you get your Amazon, you know, your Amazon, <laughs> Amazon books from uh, Audible. But yeah, I think they're all th- available through there. I think mm-hmm. actually Al Murray might have read one, funny enough. <laughs> um, my favourite one is called My Road to Mandalay, um, which isn't actually out yet. It, 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 um, I think it's out in May because uh, it's uh, David Townsend, who's the father of my good friend Paul Townsend. It's their father slash grandfather's memoirs. Okay. Um, that the the son has basically written up. Um, so Don Townsend signed up on his twentieth birthday in nineteen forty. 
He spent 1941 supporting the 8th Army in Egypt, then took a commission in the Indian Army, becoming a specialist in tank transport. He led convoys across India and delivered tanks, troops, and even Christmas drinks to the front lines of the Battle for Burma. His story is told from letters written to his family and from early 1944 to his new pen friend, who later became his wife. Now, I've seen some of the original letters, complete with little drawings, that are things about, you know, tank transporters, brakes failing over ravine passes. Oof. And yeah, and like the guy's leaping from the cab before it goes hurtling over the edge, you know, with a Matilda strapped to the back and stuff like that. Um, and it, the, what really got me was the little drawing. So I hope he's put those in there and it's actually mm. going to be on Amazon. Cool. I'm going to plug it for my friend. So it's My Road to Mandalay uh, by David David Townsend. It's nine ninety nine for the paperback. There is a Kindle edition, which is £3.39. Um and like I say, if the rest of the letters are anything like it's incredibly personal personable um writing style from what I've seen. Um so yeah, I would I would recommend that as one of my favourites already. Sight oh. unseen. Well, I'll tell you the other one I I like is um Hands One Lux or memoirs. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I've said it before, but he, he's, he fights on all all um all three fronts. Mm-hmm. So Desert Normandy and, and Eastern Front, and uh, a good third of the book is dedicated to um, actually what happens after the war finishes when he get, gets PW, captured. Yeah. Mm. Just take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Oh, you cynic. Um, Eric Rudel's one was pretty interesting. The the Stuka race. Yeah, I think I think you lent that to me. What someone, someone lent it to me? I remember reading it. It's not me. Um, yeah. it's, a pl- it's a plane. It's a yeah. plane. Um, obviously, it's, it's like, bash, how how can someone Nazi meet Hitler bit. so many times and yet still not be a Nazi? Well, he, he was a, he was a Nazi. He was an abashed Nazi about it. Yeah, until he, until he, after the war, and then. Well, yes, when lots of Nazis suddenly became not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he went went full spear. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite one, yeah, you know, and, and it's a, one of my favourite from that is he's flying the. He went out um, early morning and got involved in a, a, a fire, you know, supporting the troops, close air support. He was flying back and the fog had closed in. It was getting lower and lower and lower. Um, and eventually he's just he's literally going across fields and then going, oh, trees out of the fog and pulling up over the trees. And he's like, well, this is, you know, nothing I can do about this. So he basically tries to land in what he can see which is the field straight ahead of him, not knowing what's coming up, manages to get the Stuka down and then ends up going, right, well, how do, what do I do now? Because I'm, I'm miles from base. So he starts taxiing the Stuka down the road in heavy fog. And he says about three times, like German trucks coming the other way, had to swerve out of his way as they're just, <laughs> they're driving through fog. <laughs> There's a Stuka coming back the other way. And eventually, <laughs> eventually he gets to a point where he's like, well, there's a, a railway level crossing and he can't get the Stuka through. It's too wide. He you know, gets out and starts pushing and pulling. Can't get it through. So he leaves it there, gets in a truck, gets driven back to his base like the, the last two miles, gets in, at this point the weather's got better, gets their different Stuka, goes off fighting, does another couple of missions and then, you know, in the afternoon, goes back to the base, gets in the truck again, drives back to his, you know, Stuka is left beside the road and flies that back to the base as well. <laughs> who who has right away then? Um, I think the thing with the massive spinny death blade propeller probably has right of way. Okay, 
I just I mean, I wasn't sure what the, the highway crumple code was. zone is you in that instance. <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as a fender bender. It's more like, where is the fender? Oh God, where is my arm? I, I, yeah, just just one. I, that one has been. Does the Horn of Jericho work as a, a, a you know a warning device? <laughs> Yeah, but you're not allowed to sound it, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Martin asks, is Battlefront's open approach to this building helping or hindering expanding the Flames of War player base? Given the production difficulties, should Battlefront just stop making infantry models full stop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> harsh. That's a spicy I mean, take. Kind of addressed the first bit in the earlier bit, I think. Well, I, I, but... just to reiterate, hindering. <laughs> Make it um, very clear. Part of the infantry. I mean, obviously, some metal infantry exists. Certainly, Team Yankee is still all metal infantry. Well, how is it? How do you feel about your East Germans disappearing? True. Yeah, I've got, I've got the ones I need, but yes, I want to get more. It would be problematic. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because obviously. I'm just sobbing quietly into the microphone. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it comes down to the, so- the issues with soft plastic, which is really what it's hinting about. But yeah, well, I, I, I forgot to tell you one. One of the unboxings I think we need to do is um, the the some of nineties nineties that I've got because I believe that they've got Sinocast tracks. Oh, okay. Ra- rather than metal tracks, I've got to confirm that. But I, be- I believe. Well, don't do a Lee style unboxing then, because it'll snap as it all falls and hits the yeah, desk. Actually, let me let me open that box <laughs> just while we're talking, rather than just spread, spreading disinformation. Live on air. But mm-hmm. um. I, uh, yeah, I saw someone else talking about that, and I thought that's quite in- interesting because if they move, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. They, they move the, uh, the, the the those away. They did a few times because, like, I know the Gepards had racing tracks, um, but as Jordanian Centurions I got for Faith yes, Nation, they had, they had um, resin tracks. Re- resin or, or sign sign the soft plastic. Ah, uh, well, it's true. This is more the resin, I believe. Like the same resin as the holes, effectively. Hold on, so 7090 battery, here we go. Let's have a look. So, oh no, I've just done a Lee unboxing. And... <laughs> now they're all in bits. And now, now, now <laughs> it's all over the floor. So resin holes. Yes, like Sinocast tracks. Uh, oh, oh no. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Sorry about front. Um, it's Sinocast guns. It's worse than tracks. Oh, what? Oh, wow. So Sinocast barrels, gun shields. Actually... They don't look. Terrible. Are they the flexi? Because there's two types of those plastics, isn't there? Because there's like the harder, brittle, resiny type ones. No, it's this flexi one. Because I've just, I can bend it probably 15 degrees off center. Well, if you can do that, then they're no longer forward firing, so you can, you know, shoot round corners. <laughs> hmm. the, I mean, the... they, my real problem with that stuff is the mold line. So if, it, if the mold lines aren't too bad, it's going to be large relevant. But if you've got to do any kind of clearing up, yeah, that's where that stuff sucks. It's all right. It does, however, look like they are just they are just Sinocast uh, versions of the, the metal molds. The metal molds. Mm. I might have to have a look through because some of the details gone on the sprockets, for example, on on the. Yeah, it does look a little bit soft on that face. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to look through. Might be. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I, that wasn't just me spreading this information in one sense. <laughs> I'm just. The tigers would be the same then. Well, I, I don't know. I'm going to open the Semaventi long battery now and see if it's the same in there because the, the, I, I just wonder if that's now the, the route they're going to go down. And I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, that I, doesn't I, look terrible. No, I, I, I was going to say, I, I don't object to that at all uh, in, in terms of 
because the, the metal was funny anyway. Uh, and also the um, cost, because it the cost now for raw metal must be hideous. Mm. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and and it, and I'm not being funny. The the way you, oh, that's interesting. So no, the the semi long long stuff is all metal still. Oh. So the, I, I imagine that might have been because the old molds might have gone. Maybe. I don't know. That's a, that's a, maybe that's one for it. That's a ask Philly Yates. Ask hmm. ask Evan. Ask yeah. Evan. Yeah, that's his point. Get, get, Evan, on the, get on the back us your only hope. Get on the Evan hotline. Can I have a DeLorean objective, please? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's David Hasselhoff and a cherry picker. We've had this. I don't want a new one. I just want the existing DeLorean one. That there was no oh. chance for me to have got in the UK because we didn't have a GT. Okay. Um, so Mike Robson asks, I can't help but feel that Team Yankee feels a bit homogenized compared to Flames of War. Stats are pretty much 100% the same across the book, and it feels like there are no good ways to demonstrate fielding second-line units or elite formations. Soviet shock aside, will we ever get an American National Guard units given a slight savings in the high-end equipment? Where are all the elite infantry units you'll spec NAS and British SES? Well, I'm going to send the first bit. Spec NAS and SES are really outside the scope of a company-slash-battalion style game. But um, obviously, I mean, the German book and the British book have both introduced second line units. Yeah, territorials. Yeah, the armoured cars being territorials, the Germans had the the Jaeger units. And they did, like, shake things up by having hit on free NATO, that kind of thing. So they're appearing. I must admit they're not appearing as quickly as I probably like. I imagine a lot of that's to do with the whole two-year COVID pandemic stuff. I think I think they've had to kind of stop all the new niceties yeah. to kind of give them a chance just to keep the main stuff in stock. Uh, yeah, because they've not been shy about doing pamphlets and doing things like that. But were they? Ever, do you think they were ever planned? Um, I think it's one of those things that you know it's like most small production line stuff. Is you have your your main story arc core products. You squeeze in the extra bits as and when, and you probably they're probably on a long list somewhere of like here's things that we could add, and they have to sit there and go, what does it add? Does it you know actually mean anything? You know, and what's it going to do? You know, to the model count or to the to the actual game? Uh, you know, are people actually going to go and collect them and do them, or could you just paint your models a bit differently and use them anyway? Would would. So things like the, the the US territorials, though, they're not they're not going to be different figures, are they? No, they're not equipped, equipped differently. But so the Jaeger the Jaeger weren't different either. No, that, that's that's what I mean. So what what why, why, yeah, why wouldn't you? Because the you know well, it's the thing is, are you just going to get more troops that are crappy? Probably. But what's that going to do to the stuff? game? No, no, don't worry about the game. They're not worried. Well, that's the it's thing, business, though. Does it do it, anything right? for the game? It is a business, yes. But what's it going to do for the game in terms of, you know, slowing everything down? Because that's the thing about Team Yankee is they've kept it very... They have kept it homogenised. They haven't done the command cards. They haven't done all the goofy stuff as much. Marksman um, would disagree. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> There's always the exception that proves the rule, Lee. 
other than the marksman. But that's literally that. To be honest, the marksman's only there to really homogenize it to give the, you know, maybe a bit too far homogenized. Yeah, that that gets back to my previous argument. Exactly. Exactly. Asymmetry is good. Set him off. Where's the Mm. ID button? But this this (laughs) the thing is, I don't understand why the marksman's in, and yet yeah, uh, stuff that's like American. Infantry that's using the same models that already exist isn't. Well, that, that's probably lined up for coming out with um, Invasion USA, yeah. Invasion yeah, USA fine. stuff. And you know, so they'll probably get there, just not just yet. And you know, like you say, it is, is an easy win a little bit further down the road when they've where's got a bit check, of time, bit of space. Where's my Czech Riverine forces? <laughs> check one, two. All right, Where what other we? questions we got, Lee? Um. Oh yeah, so Peter says. Oh, I know one more. When will Battlefront release a compilation of all lovely scenarios from the old books? Oh, that'd be a good book. They should do that. Mm. Have they not got most of them out? I say the ones that appeared in the back of the version four books have generally then gone to the expanded mission pack. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the stuff like Bokar's rules and the river, river rules have appeared in their own little boxes with the ter- cargo terrain. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if he means all the old version three scenarios, like those recall, like you know, thematic historical missions that like you had, like um, Point de Hoc and stuff like that. Yeah, well, they've done that. That's indeed American. Yeah, sorry, bad example, but uh, but uh, it's like um, but but not actually uh, like it's. Like the Team Yankee missions, we had the historical right. layout, the forces, and that well, kind of thing. Yeah, so what they've done is they've, I think they've done that, but they've sanitized them so that you can play them with any force. So they, like, because that brew up one was the Villas Bacage, you know, Whitman's Wild Ride or whatever it was. <laughs> but rather than having to go and buy tigers and do it, you can now do it with, you know, any army you want. So they, uh, that that's what those missions in the back of the books are, I think, is going to be those. So I think they yeah. have kind of done it, but they're not just done it in a different format. So they can then use them, you know, you can do the same. Uh, we could play that brew-up then. You could play that doing, you know, bulged mission. You know, the Germans have pushed on surprised Americans in the snow kind of thing. Whereas if you just reprinted the original Phyllis Bacage one, it would just be very limited into, it's these guys and those guys. And often, I mean, how many people actually played those because you needed the specific armies to make it really feel right? Yeah. So, hey, that's all the questions from Discord. So. Woo! All right. Well, uh, from Facebook then, Fred Oz has gone back to. So I think we covered mostly. So, what's worse in the Adepticon drama uh, that a veteran player got trapped by? used wrongly the rules to create an army and thus the rules are so badly written or so easily turnable it does happen eh, it's pretty bad like the illegal list was allowed to compete in one without consideration for other players how poor and uninteresting mid-war is speak for yourself Fred yeah. I, I, I mean Fred's obviously super competitive and one of the best players of Flames of War in that open arena um, poor and uninteresting it's a bit harsh it's a bit harsh because I've not played with my Desert Fort yet. And there's 101 other battles and things that I want to try and go back and do. Um, I think it would be fun to do a... a what's the... Firestorm. Firestorm Midwar. Hasn't... Um, 
Oh, one that was um, the fan, the fan written one, yeah, for doing yes. bizarre and that kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Mark, Mark was doing an online thing back in the. Oh the gosh, that'd be so much cool to do. I want to get my Crusaders out. Um, the, the whole battlefront handling situation is so badly by contradicting itself, deleting posts, claiming something wrong is right, and not even apologising. Or number five, Obi Wan Kenobi. I think it's definitely Obi Wan Kenobi. What's wrong with Obi Wan Kenobi? Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello there, General oh. Kenobi. Yeah, you, you put some respect on that name. <laughs> Mr. Kenobi to you. Uh, Lexi Vakiria asks, questions for all Adepticon. <laughs> with the drama Adepticon, do you feel the problem lies with list building for Midwalk or the fact that there is a single person organising the inter- It is a Swiss cheese accident. Okay? For those who don't know... Swiss cheese accident. Every accident in aviation or ever is when you have a load of slices of Swiss cheese and all the holes line up. That is the accident. <laughs> you can never have perfectly full slices of cheese. They will always have some holes. The important thing is making sure the holes don't line up. This is it's also the perfect storm type thing. Yeah, so you've exactly. had one guy in an extremely competitive environment that's extremely visual. Had this been, you know, a, a you know, tournament in the back end of nowhere, no one really cares about. Probably so a might. bit of like, yeah. <laughs> so, Deepest, darkest, crawly. Exactly, exactly. Crawly tournament. Um, and Duncan had turned up with it. Um, we'd we've relent- <laughs> ripped him relentlessly forever. Mm-hmm. Um, question is, uh, so yeah, it's 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 a, a whole list of things. But does it actually change anything? Here's the question. Does it change anything other than maybe going, okay, so tournament organizers need to think a little bit more about what limitations they put on their tournaments? Because it's clear that, you know, the the the, the battlefront themselves. No, they just they just that's not where they're putting their focus. It's your train set, you get to have a play with it. And I think we'll see a little bit more, you know, in the tournament packs, you know, devoted to that. And otherwise, you know. Otherwise, it's probably going to find a reason to let you do it, and then you'll end up with the same list again. Um, should Flames of War include more monsters units, or should the realm of What If be left to Team Yankee? Oh, oh, hand grenade! I, I don't have a problem with middle monsters being in the book. I have a problem with them being in, in integrated so thoroughly into the book. Yeah, they need to have a big apostrophe next to them. Yeah. Because that's maybe something the TOs can just simply switch off a lot easier. Well, that and also it doesn't help teach the history because it makes it look like these things were there. If that makes sense, I I also struggle with the fact that that, um, they're included and other units are excluded. Yes, that actually did exist. That's that's my biggest. (laughs) It's like, why did the bison make the cut? Don't put the, the cherry um, on top until yeah. you finished all the ice. The two, the two, two, four, the two, two, four, the, the eight radar with the seven point five support gun. Yeah, which you know should be in the German armored car card. Didn't make the cut. Who, like, the, who yeah. the hell's the bison sleeping with to get into that book? I mean, honestly, just... <laughs> <laughs> who's their publicist? They're doing a great yeah. job. Exactly. I mean, that said, I do want some of those interceptor wheeled tank hunter things because I think they look so thirties off the wall. I think I think they're fine. There's no there's no more. We said it before when we were looking. More more options are better, better, better than less options. 
But if you're going to put yeah. them, it, it, it's the it's the inclusion at the exclusion of others, hmm. which I do not understand, especially when you have models for said others and you could do a print on demand service. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So Duncan asks, uh, sorry, a question for Duncan. Oh. Not so much a question, but check out the 16th Panzer Division rebuilt out of Bagration German paired with Dietrich von Sachen. Take your favorite tank unit and have Sarkin babysit it. Super fun way to play outside of the one sixteenth grind. Oh, okay. I'll have a look at that because I was I was, spicy. I was very upset when they they um, quote unquote fixed twentieth <laughs> Panzer, the rebuilding one. Uh, Harry Nicholson says, "Sorry, fellas, another Adepticon based question. Huh? Oh, what would your go to anti mid war cheese list be?" By that I mean one that can defeat a massive armor cars with a few high end AT. All PR PTRDs and Molotovs. PS, get well soon, Lee. Thanks. <laughs> mm. I, I I think you could t- rock up with a Sherman list. Yeah. yeah. American Shermans. I tried that until it went horribly wrong. Yeah. How, how did it go horribly wrong? Um he got a lucky assault on my uh twenty five pounders and pushed me off the objective. Uh, before the, the, the before the bulk of the Shermans could turn up. Oh right. The other issue you've got is that the the you know Marda beats Sherman. Does yeah. it? P forty beats Marda though. Exactly. It does beat Marda. I I'm, I think if you're gonna go that way I would go Lee. Thank you. So, I would take the zero point command card table flip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it is it's available in every pack. It is written in crayon. Um, say for lucky. zero points, flip the table. I, I, in a serious answer, uh, I would go anti tank guns and infantry. Do you know what really defeats the mass armored car? Uh, friends. A board of entire cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> what we're playing yeah. in? We're playing in the cornfields. Oh, oh, you've got nothing but wood vehicles. Oh, oh, what's? Oh no! What a shame. Let me introduce you to the marsh, the marshes of Ukraine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's the answer. John Deere tractor. <laughs> John Deere tractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rafael Antonio Rodriguez asks: Just started a new army. Yeah, Soviets for mid and late war. Any mu- <laughs> topical? Um, Soviets, not Russian. Uh, any must-haves for the army, and why are looted panthers so much better than the German ones? Oh god. Okay. So looted panthers are better than the German ones because they're cheaper. Yes. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and, and there's the same tank, even though you've got. Yeah, it's like you care skills. about being hit on threes. No, you don't because you've got front armor not nine. And you've got an AT 14 gun. So. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the big thing was, unlike the one, unlike the decoy tanks in version three, they actually made the guns rate of fire, the full rate of fire rather than being rate of fire free. Well, yeah. Is, again, they did it. No, rate of fire one, sorry. So the looted tanks in, in, in uh, D Day Germany are all rate of fire one. Are they? Yeah, so the looted yeah. tank option card is well, <laughs> apart yeah. from the apart from the seventeen pounder. I can't help but think that maybe that was a uh I think an ed- editing error. But it's not been picked up on the lessons from the front yet. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you. I think they should be rare fire one. But yeah, why why are they not rare? that would that would fix part of the problem I think. Soviet be- Soviet must have. So beware of the Katusha trap. 
Uh, is it a trap? It is a trap unless you have um, unless you're not going to be advancing. Oh, I see what you mean. So, it's trapping that it's so easy to only get like one turn's worth of Katusha shooting when you're like, ugh. But yeah. Two Katushas is still useful. Yes. Just for smothering so, a big board and getting some pins. Yeah. yeah. I else? think an SMG company's must-have. Cats generally appears as a thing in most formations. formations as a, like the tank formations generally have an SMG company. Yeah, like I guess you some inform in information infantry. I'm a big fan, as I said before, about the um, forward detachment and having the mortars and C76s in formation with the tanks. That's it pretty good. So well for me. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't get any, pra any practice with it beforehand. It's a... Yeah, you're right. You don't only blame yourself. I do. I do constantly. Um, what else? Any must-haves? Probably some SU-76s. They're all very good points. Oh, me. yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm slowly getting won over by them because they are just a Swiss the, Army knife. The SU-76 mm. formation is hilarious because you, you can take SMGs in it and you can just take two units of the, the, the um, SU-76s and just use them as an artillery platform. And they're still yeah. good. They're still good in late war, aren't they? Uh, they're uh, they're fine. I mean, they're not going to get eaten by armored cars, so that's always a good. Yeah. But you, you will you will eventually, but you know they're going to have to risk themselves in order to do it. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Um, I think the other thing about the, the Soviets is that most of it's playable. To be honest, there's nothing yeah. that absolutely stinks the place out. It's, no. um Stamovich. Uh, but even they, they did, you know, mid-war, Stamovic's the, the answer to a tiger most of the time. It's not a great answer, but it's an answer. <laughs> it's an answer, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't be afraid to be aggressive with your small gun teams with their tactical move. That's how yeah, I lost some of my, my, yep. my crocodiles getting side-shotted as they just <laughs> ran forward. I was like, oh, crap, what? <laughs> Sitting there quite happily flamethrowering away, and all of a sudden... Uh, Grand Wilmot's rolling guns towards me. I was like, oh yeah, they can do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Chris Tempest asks, do you think that the recent controversy at Adepticon that Flames of War is in a healthy place? Chris, I'm sad to tell you that Flames of War is dead. Flames of War's been dead for like four years. Get over it. It has been dead for like four years. Yeah. Play, play something like a topical, like uh, 8th edition Warhammer or uh, Warmaster. Yep. Yeah, that's all the cool kids are playing. Or if you really want to be, really want to be a cool kid, you play Epic. Um, with 3D printed uh, models because, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, that, they do that pretty good. There was, a guy, there was a guy at the Epic Tournament who had a um, he had the spaceship fleet support and its base was an orbital barrage strike going up to the spaceship. So the spaceship was about three oh, foot awesome. off the table. Yep. He, and he it, was, it was amazing. The, the Epic Tournament in the UK is doing great, great things because they all had beautifully painted armies Yep. They had um, elder exodites. Yep. Uh, with converted dinosaurs, so like dinosaur falcon tanks and things like that. It was like Dino Riders meets um, Eldar. <laughs> it was it was it was incredible. I was so impressed. So uh, yeah, no, the yeah, cool kids know. are playing Epic with cool three D printed models. The really cool kids are playing. I'm trying to think of. Whatever game system I don't mind trashing. Rapid fire. 
No, I mean the the really cool, really really cool kids are playing Art of Tactics right now. Playing what? Art of Tactics. Don't know what that is. It's the Zvezda game that's going to be so easy to get models for. <laughs> it's the game that all the Zvezda kits are actually designed to be used for, and they come with that little plastic card. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not only will you not be able to get anything for it now going forward, it's, uh, it's also a terrible game. Wow. The Flames of War's dead. And has been for many years. Long live Flames of War. Super dead. <laughs> uh, events. So, uh, obviously, Cryver this weekend. Uh, so, you've missed that. Sorry. I'm sure Duncan and I had loads of fun. Uh, are you? Yeah, I'm sure we would. Yeah, it's going to be great. What, not playing games anymore? Yeah, no, we'd just be ribbing the people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> uh, 7th and 8th of May is Bunningrad at Battlefield Hobbies, which is in Daventry, which is where we're going to go here. It's 100 points mid-war. Uh, competition with the mended points. Uh, Graham Clacker. So that's Graham Clacker at googlemail.com for details. Um, the 16th and 17th of July is Attack in Devises, which is a late war, 100 points. It's four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, see ddwg.org.uk for more t- details. Tickets will be available via Eventbrite in a couple of weeks. Uh, the 5th and 7th of August is the European Team Championships ETC in Belgium. Three days, two games a day, 100 point late wars, special restrictions on lists. This is for the national teams of six, uh, but each nation can recruit up to four mercenaries and it is common for teams with smaller flames or communities to add mercenaries. So, guys, there's still spaces if you wanted to get involved. Stun silence. Yep. <laughs> the 12th and 13th of November is Warfare at the Farnborough Exhibition Centre uh, near the airfield, just a new venue. It's 100 points late war, according to their website. And if Ian keeps it the same, there'll be a red-blue list swap option. Which I will be evading myself of. Fantastic. I'm going to have enough of blue and blue. Shall we scootin' and shootin'? We shall. So, um, in honour of Adepticon, shall we um, scoot like we're an armoured car squadron? <laughs> no, no, like, like a uh, KV-1. Why KV-1? Because there was a KV-1 in that list, too. Oh, on the, on the fins, yes. Oh, there was so a KV-1. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what, what are Finnish KV-1s in mid-war? Who, who they cares? trained? Who cares? Just roll the dice. It doesn't matter anymore. Free. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not a, fa- a pass. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a pass. I'm pretty sure yeah, they're trained. Fine. It's fine. I've read the rules. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a train wreck on a podcast. You've listened to a Shoot and Scoot, the Blaze of War podcast, and the team at Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. That's brought you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the Adepticon Flames of War tournament.
dear Phil, may I suggest something less strong than, you know, whatever you're smoking currently? <laughs> Maybe just rein it back in a, a little. <laughs> the finest in, in, in Dutch, in Dutch uh, crop, yes. Dear Evan, friends don't let friends do crack. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 okay. still, I still wish I'd have replied back with just, are you feeling all right, hon? <laughs> 